Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon or Mutilus on Discord. This is Parker, go be one who parks on Discord. This is Jeremy. Um, Jeremy Discord forward slash whatever. No Discord. I'm out. You're gonna make me type that out, really? I'll just I'll right click that shit. I I know computers. Okay. I once computered myself. <laughs> I computered the shit out of that. Uh, so we'll see how long my voice holds up. I'm a little under the weather, but I think we can do this. Um, quick announcements. Uh, Parker, did you lose any bets this week? Uh, let me look at the list. None this week, although I'm ready to make some more. I'm excited when we get down. <laughs> Are you going to parlay? We get oh, some good oh, no. parlays going? Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm quite... I'll, 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 we'll set up some parlays. <laughs> uh, since, you're not, since you're not reading our Discord anymore, apparently, and you're, you're missing some of the things I, that are happening. You I, should know by now I cannot read <laughs> I've, uh, when we get down when we get down to the next segment i will i will i'm going to make some i'm excited to make some okay uh so this marks your you're finally past the summit parker your probationary episodes are down to a reasonable number nice round number of 1475 mm-hmm. yep where try- did we start it was like three right like we started at three I'd like to know when the first jump was. I, I would. I'd, I like to hope it was like from zero to five hundred, but I don't know if that actually happened. I don't know. No, I, I'm pretty sure like triple digits was because you fell asleep on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's probably was that. That was probably the time. Yeah. No, it was when wasn't it when you literally like missed the podcast because you were asleep yeah. on your keyboard. Yeah, I fell asleep. You're like, man, I better go downstairs because I, you know, the podcast will be starting soon. Mm-hmm. And you just laid your face down on the keyboard <laughs> and went to sleep and missed the podcast. It's possible. Experts happen. can disagree, but I'm pretty confident <laughs> that it happened. Dude, you Nine were, out of ten th- positions. You yeah. were thrashing in your sleep while us <laughs> watching you. Like, we're like, this guy, we probably ought to call an ambulance. I I called you like six times. I'm like, where is he? Like, he's not, like, usually I get a text, hey, my house is on fire, I'll call you back, or something. Like, <laughs> it is it is amazing to me that I've never been, like, written on, like, my face or anything like that. Covered in dicks. Often, yeah. I don't, it's amazing <laughs> that I've never actually had that kind of thing happen to me, because there, I've had so many times in my life, where I've never passed out like a drunk or anything, but I've, I have just mm. fallen unconscious and rousing was hard like I, I getting me back up would have been difficult yeah you try well, i can tell you one of the reasons this never happened because you have never fallen asleep around me yeah <laughs> well that's and true. the reason that that's true is because i'm so like you know enter like i just inspire energy around people around me mm-hmm. that that's uh, what it you is. know you, it, it gives you the energy to stay awake you're he radiant he fell asleep you under sixty thousand yeah. cheering fans yeah, that's true. You're one of the few people I know that slept at Arrowhead Stadium. That's impressive. <laughs> On the concrete floor in the rain. And I was amazed that the urine only soaked up to like one third of your t-shirt. I remember. I remember asking that 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 beautiful, beautiful woman working at that kiosk. Can I just slide behind this? <laughs> She's like, Yeah, okay. I was like, Okay. <laughs> and I was asleep. I was like, I just needed. And he needs six inches. There, fucking freezing rain wearing a t-shirt, <laughs> yeah. screaming into the void. Parker's asleep somewhere. He's fucking tramping out. Fucking tramp yeah. under the under the thing. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I guess that'll get us to the next segment. Parker, what we got? It's news. Hey! News! 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 So, our big news uh, today is that we've got more mutants, new mutants. Uh, Emma Frost and Psylocke are coming in a box together. 
um, we're we're pretty pumped. The uh, in terms of actual news that come around it, we know that Emma Frost is going to come with two characters: her diamond form and her regular form. It comes with two uh, character cards, a la Hood. So it won't be like Ant Man and Wasp. It'll be more like the Hoods uh, setup. We also know that there's going to be um, a bunch of team tactics cards, six of them. One of them makes um, uh, it gives Emma Frost a, le- a new leadership ability for a Hellfire Club affiliation. And that is where my bet's going to come in. So that's where I'm, that's what I'm betting. I, I want to bet on what I think they're going to add to the game for the Hellfire Club. All right. But what do you guys, before, um, before we get to there, what, do, what are you guys excited about with Emma Frost and Psylocke? Are you, do you well, want more? I, I brought this up at the game store, but uh, I'm personally excited for the, the rules clusterfuck this is going to create. How so? Um, so were you not here for this? I don't remember this. So, there's two uh, Emma Frost models, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, people keep telling everyone oh. this. Like, oh, yes. So I'm with you. I remember. One this. of the models. So just like Hood, there is a possessed version and a non-possessed version. They are different models. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how you paint your Hood possessed version. He's still the possessed version. Mm-hmm. So Emma Frost has the finger to her temple, which is obviously the psychic one. And then the other one, which has got her arms like thrown to her, like up into the side, which is the obvious diamond form one. What happens when I paint them in reverse? Mm-hmm. And so the one, the temple is painted diamond and the other one is painted flesh. That doesn't change the functionality of the models. And so it will just be confusing as fuck yeah. my opponent. To, to Aaron, if you're listening in on this, Aaron, just so you, or anybody else not officiated, uh, initiated with the comic books, when Emma Frost uses her diamond form, she actually locks herself off from all psychic influence, including her own powers. So she cannot be affected by psychic stuff nor can she affect others with her psychic power so that's why the the the, the studio art with you know the, what the brands talk about the one to the temple has the non-diamond because she can only use her psychic abilities mm. when she's not in diamond form right so the like i assume that this will most often often happen when that someone just decides that they want to paint this one the diamond one and this one the flesh one it does mm. doesn't really matter right and so usually it would just be okay well we're obviously going to play it that this one is the diamond one and this one is the not diamond one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just... So what happens if you call a judge, though? Like, well, technically, by the game rules, I'm pretty sure this one... The, the one with the finger to the temple has to be the non-diamond one. And so it just creates a weird situation. It also doesn't help that it, they're lo- they look almost exactly the same in all other ways. Like, their their yeah, torso yeah, the same, I think their, it, their legs are the same, their capes are the same. They are so I actually identical. think it's exactly the same except for the arms. Mm-hmm. Like, the hair is exactly the same. Mm, I'm looking at it really close, and you might be right. It, it's at a slightly different angle, but it's, uh, dude, it's the same hair. Yeah, I'm using the magnifying glass to get up close to that. It looks really yeah. similar. I'm quite certain it's the exact same. Now, the facial expression looks to be a, a little different. Maybe. Might just be the shape. Right, but it's it's like semantics, right? Like, they're mm. so similar that, like, nobody would tell the difference. And so the arms look like to be the only thing that's different. And so if it, the difference is just, like, the head and the two arms and the bodies are identical, then I think there's a little bit more leeway. Like, because well, what happens if I just, like, mix-match the arms? <laughs> and yeah. It's like, so one has the arm, one arm and a different... Uh. There is there's one thing that, uh, you know, you do have... If you're willing to look all the way across the table to your opponent's, you know, cards, they should have the diamond one out, right? You're not playing with two cards sure. simultaneously. Well, you are though. Like when you have hood, you 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 have both cards out. Uh, I thought you were supposed to have one out on display, like with the tokens and all the stuff on it. 
And well, everyone I've ever seen play it, they have both cards out, and then when they transform, they will either just leave the things where they are, or they'll move the things to the other card. Oh, really? I've always, I've always just like shuffled. I always have them stacked. Actually, you like pick the. Oh, okay, I was yeah. say, were you like putting the other card away or something? No, I just okay. have them stacked, and so whichever one is on is the one that's above on top, and so I just shuffled all the stuff on top or bottom. You know. Okay. So I yeah, I just good. Oh, I was gonna say it. I mean. I think the big deal with this box set, honestly, is X Men's finally going to get some help. Um, yeah, I mean they've they really been struggling a lot lately, uh, and a couple new yeah, models they... might just be what they need. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm glad for them. Yeah. So, anyone that doesn't understand sarcasm, <laughs> heavy sarcasm, you can look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> I, uh, to be fair. We always knew there was going to be a ton of mutants in this game. Like, no, oh, yeah, like, they, this is fine. You know, Marvel, well, any thing, game, like, any game that uses Marvel is, is might as well be called Mutant Crisis Protocol because there's going to be a ton of mutants. There's such a big fan favorite, yeah. such a big part of the universe. And honestly, there's a lot of bad mutants too. So like, it's not like they're beating down the door for like too many good models. Like Avengers right. are still well out in the lead on that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they want you to have a large range. And I don't think, I mean, Emma's not going to be an X Man. I, I'd honestly even be surprised if X Psylocke was right. Oh. Is she that? Well, Psylocke... she has been, but like she's not always an X Man. She's usually like a bad guy. Uh, nope. She's pretty much always been an X Man. Okay, I thought she was always like X. Like she was more of a Wetworks person. She that is was like much more in the gray area than like the goody two shoes. No, I, I wouldn't be shocked if she was like an X Force, uh, maybe not even an X Force leader because she has led Black Ops X Men affiliate teams before. Um couple different times actually so she's definitely a what works kind of character but no, i think she's going to be an x-men when she was introduced hey, she see. was introduced as an x-men she's never not been she's always been x-affiliated um, wait a second does emma have an x brooch on her cape yes uh she'll be oh an x-men god she'll be an x-men uh, when you when like... you when you said emma won't be an x-men i was like she has been an x-men now for so many years i don't think they're gonna do that but that's like, I don't know, I don't count newer comic canon as much as I count older comic canon. And she right. was a bad guy forever. Mm-hmm. She was the White Queen. She was a big part of the Hellfire Club. Yeah. like And, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm just worried about what happens when somebody either accidentally or intentionally paints their models in reverse. And then you have to deal with the functional game rules. And so, obviously, if, they're, if they are aware of this issue, they should talk to you like, hey... You know, this is the diamond form one. She's painted to be diamond. Like, I, I either I mixed it up or I just like this model more. And then you're like, okay, we'll play it like that. Like, but if you're like middle of the game, you go, okay, cool, I'm going to attack you. And you're like, cool, I'm in diamond form. You're like, what? Because you're not. And he's like, yeah, that's I painted them wrong. And you're like, uh, like it's just going to be a shit show, right? Now that I think a lot of people are going to do that, I just know that there's there's people in the community that are not the best, but it, overall, it's obviously not going to be a big issue. I don't think I look. I look for stuff like this that can be exploitable. Right. I don't think we're going. I don't think everybody's going to be running to exploit this funny thing. Yeah. But no, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a big like, concern. It's just you know. So Hellfire Club is going to be affiliated, right? It's going to have have Hellfire Clubs coming in. I I honestly don't know who they're going to put on Hellfire Club. Um, a lot of mutants have been in Hellfire Club. A few humans have been in the Hellfire Club. But I have a, I have a hot take about new models they will put so that Hellfire Club can get expanded, and this is what I want to bet because I think I have a character that I think is perfect for 
random bullshit go that it, that that AMG likes to do sometimes with their characters. I would like to bet. Let's bet. Uh, I want to bet. Actually, this is what I want to bet. I'll tell you what I want to bet, and you tell me how how to bet like this because I don't know enough about betting. Okay. I, I want to bet that Bishop and Shadowcat come in the same box, uh, because they're also going to be X Men and Hellfire Club because they're both the Red King and Queen right now. They have been for a long time, so I think I want uh, I want Bishop and Shadowcat to come into the game as both, and then I also want Shaw to come in with Celine, uh, the one of the Black Queens, but. But I feel like Celine is the perfect kind of like who the fuck is Celine? But she is a big bad in the Marvel universe, but like very, very, very corner case. Uh, not a lot of people know about her, and I think it's exactly the kind of shit they like to do with bad guys in this game. So I, I, I think it's going to be Shaw and Celine, Bishop and Shadowcat. I think it's going to be the two boxes. How do I how do okay. I make that bet? How do I make that bet? So the bet is that combined all four like this will be. So let's say, as an example, Bishop and Shadowcat come out as a box set, but then Shaw comes with not Celine. Right. So you would lose the bet, that's, or you that's win half the bet. That's what I'm saying. I want to bet the Celine's in the game, but I have this really long odds that she he comes with Shaw. I think Shadowcat and Bishop are coming to the game. I have these really long odds they come in the same box because they could be Hellfire affiliated also. Okay, so you want to bet specifically that these two box sets will exist. Yes. But I think okay. but I think the, uh, the them coming in this you know, these four characters coming in these two pairs is an extremely, extremely long shot, right? For me to guess that perfectly is insane odds. So can I have any protection in this bet, or do I just have to bet it straight up? And if I if I don't get it exactly right, I lose. Well, that's what I'm asking. Like, how do you want to do it? Do you want to do an all or nothing, or do you do individual bets on each box? <sighs> okay, this is what I want to. So bet. it would basically be a parlay kind of situation. Okay. You're betting multiple things on a single bet. So if any of them fail, you lose the whole ticket, and that would give you much increased odds because you'd have to get multiple things correct. I don't know how. I guess I don't understand how a parlay works. And I feel so, like, like actually, for an example, let let's say that if I was going to give you even odds that Bishop and Shadowcat were going to be a box together, so uh-huh. that'd be a one to one bet. Sure. Well, if you combine it with another one to one bet, it would be like two or four to one. And so let's say you bet a hundred episodes, you would gain stand to gain four hundred episodes, and you would, if you lost, you'd only lose the one hundred. I get it. Okay. Okay. So let's do. So would you rather do? One long shot with a big return, but high risk. Or you want to do individual, more consistent. Bets. That's I wanted. I wanted the the I wanted the one you're describing. The individual, more consistent ones. I think I like that. All right. So that's Lame. that's what I want to do. Because I think I think Coward. the, the more Coward's things journey. I the, the more Coward's things journey. I combine, the more things I combine, like the absolutely more ludicrous this gets. But if I if I do get it, I think it's awesome. So I'm you sound pretty sure. I thought you'd want to go for like the high odds one. Oh. No, I think. Well, what do you mean the high odds one? So, like, you know, the, the the higher odds. So, odds is basically the ratio of your right. bet. And so, like, how about this? I would give you if you want to bet that these two exact box sets come out, mm-hmm. boom, exactly the way you predicted. Mm-hmm. I give you six to one odds. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. What is the time scale like? Is we wait it- infinitely? Well, I guess, uh, right? Like, I don't know. So basically, this... if any of these characters do come out and they're not in these exact box sets, he will lose the bet. But right. Until until we know that they don't come out, like I'm not gonna I'm gonna gonna put a time limit on it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
How much do you want to bet? Uh, I want to bet. Do I do two hundred for the whole grouping, or should I do like two hundred, two hundred? Like, what do I do? No, we're doing it all as one bet. Okay, then I want to bet. Uh, yeah, two hundred episodes. That's what I want. Two hundred. So that'd be two hundred to twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. Dang! Look at that. That would be. Brackets. That'd be great for you. You wouldn't have to worry so much about this this vig. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's really weighing you down. The interest rates will kill you. Like you yeah. got to do better than you've been doing. Yeah. But I have I All have right. this weird feeling. This seems too poetic and perfect. Let's see. You've had a lot of weird I even, feelings. I don't even it's know who to, Celine is. So <laughs> it's led to fourteen hundred <laughs> episodes. Yeah. All right. It's on the books. I love it. That's all the news, though. That's it. All right. We don't know what any of the cards are. Just that no. there will be cards. There will be cards. Uh, let me see if they have. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see if they were they they leave them named them anywhere. Just that there are cards. Six cards. One of them is the affiliation card for Hellfire. Club. So that we can imagine that some of them are going to be Hellfire cards then. So Yeah. Is Psylocke in the Hellfire Club? Uh, is it? Are they doing Braddock? Elizabeth Braddock? Because I think she was... Joining her is Psylocke. They actually don't say if it's Braddock or Quanon. So Psylocke, the, the character, has been either a ninja called Quanon or... Uh, a British uh, psyker named Elizabeth Braddock. And at one point, uh, Braddock was inhabiting Quanon's body, and that's who like this Psylocke in this picture is, is actually Quanon's uh, body. But at, at other points of the fiction, Quanon has her own body back, and Elizabeth is in her own original body. So it's... I don't, I don't know. They, li- they literally... If they do Elizabeth Braddock, I think Elizabeth Braddock has been a member of the Hellfire Club before, and so... While they, she was Psylocke? Yeah, uh, I, I don't remember if she was Psylocke or herself when it happened, but I'm pretty sure she has. Um, okay. Like I said, a ton of people have been in there before. The famous ones are Shaw, Emma Frost, Celine, Madeline Pryor. Um, those are the ones that are just like, yeah, they're big bad guys, Hellfire bad guys. Isn't so. there an, another dude that's like Earth Towers or something? Uh, There's a guy who had... um. Avalanche was in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. When the, I'm not sure. No, not that. I thought. I want to say. I'm just recalling the old animated show. I thought there was a guy that like did like Earth stuff, but I could just be misremembering. Mm. I know it's not Avalanche. I know who Avalanche. There's is. The, one of them could control densities. He was the Black Bishop, I think, but I can't remember his. Maybe name. that's the guy I was thinking of. Yeah, he could he could control like the density of himself and and like things he touched. Um, specifically, like increase the density. It wasn't like Shadowcat where it decreased or increased, mm. but. I can't remember. I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was the Black Bishop. I want to say, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, moving on. Um, our main topic today is going to be we're basically talking about what we plan on taking to LVO, and um, we'll give a, a brief rundown as to why, and then other things we're considering uh, beyond our our go to list. Um, I'll go first because mine's the easiest. Um. I know I am playing Brotherhood because I have to play painted only stuff, and we've talked about that. I'll give a quick rundown. Uh, my Brotherhood list is uh, Magneto, Jugs, Modok, Rogue, Mystique, Quicksilver, Gambit, Hood, Zemo, and Toad. Um, it's basically just a beat em up um, Brotherhood list with the ability to go wide if I need to, and um, it's also built out of my very few painted models because I've been very busy. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, I'm just going to go and try and have some stompy fun and just try and kill stuff and have a good time. Um, so I haven't put too much thought into strategy and stuff. I'm I'm going to go and have a very casual weekend. That's a good call. So uh, what have you guys uh, been leaning towards lately? Parker, do you want to go first? Sure. So I've been playing a bunch of Ace Force recently. Uh, I mentioned last cast, it's kind of started off as an experiment to see if there are so many you know red and blue points possible out there. Can you play a six-point leader and be kind of locked into that without the ability to leave that unless you want to go without the leadership. Um, and what I have found out is, is two things. One, uh, since Malekith got the a nerf, he's still very dangerous. And Cabal in general is very dangerous to A-Force. But the fact that since She-Hulk came out, we always knew she was dangerous against big guys. So she's the anti-big guy character uh, with, with her kit. But they've added so many other size threes and fours into the game, like at three points and four points. Her stock of just, I'm just going to smack around your models, has gone up. Um, I did not like She-Hulk when I played her um, the very first time I played her in S.H.I.E.L.D., and that was almost a year ago. Um, but now, I just feel like she's she's fantastic. Like, she pays three power, and she will get that three power back, and she'll always have everything she needs to run her thing beyond her own leadership. Um, there's just so many big models. I played against um, Jeremy's list, and he'll talk about it in, the, in a bit. But he was, you know, purposely playing bigger guys so that they can't get moved around or thrown around, and she just takes advantage of that scenario. And there are so many big guys right now, like Blob and Rhino, the Sentinels, and all of them. Just she loves that. She loves them. Uh, the utility also of the faction I really appreciated. I love that so many other models have these weird defensive things, like you can't use your crits or you can't mod your dice. Uh, their their offense is really consistent also. They're just super consistent. The problem with them that I've run into is that they just struggle to switch um, into a higher scoring scenario situation. I've done really well when when I could run downhill. I even did okay when I had five blues to secure the, what do they call that, the... Scoundrels. Scoundrels. I did okay with that because I could like hold on to a triangle basically, and I could use that. Tri- and She-Hulk stood in the middle of that triangle and could still help everybody who was on that. So that actually worked okay too. But when you know it was a D scenario and like three, yeah, it was four, like four, four red uh, things to pick up and a D scenario on blue. I was just like, well. Shit, this is going to be really hard. This has to go exactly right for me. And it and I was playing against somebody who wanted it. Um, it was Aaron's list. He was playing with Avengers. And uh, I, I didn't feel like I never had my car, but it was a real uphill. I think if I bring it to LVO, um, I will really enjoy myself. I think I'll really like it. what it does. Uh, as long as I, if I win priority, I'll feel really good every time I play it. If I don't win priority and my opponent, you know, makes me play on their blues, if it's not D, I'll enjoy it. <laughs> I think every other situation they can play on, but man, D just, D just sucks for them. So I, I think I, people underestimate how far spread out bees are as well. Like bees, bees yeah. are really spread out for lists that want to break up. Uh, B. The only thing about bees I've noticed with them is. When I played bees, I've only played one bees with this Ace Wordless list, and it was okay because two of the bees, I I could do my little group up thing, and then the third bee I could send like two guys at or one guy who can kind of take care of himself, and so I found that that was not 
a terrible situation. It wasn't great, though. It's not ideal. But D is the one that I just feel like they're just left feet. There's nothing but they're, they're so unprepared. Yeah, that. it's it's the worst for sure. Yeah. So if basically knowing that you, you I could ask myself, do I have some sort of switch built in? And so I put Black Panther in the list, um, maybe switching to Wakanda and I could make some other adjustments in it to make uh, even put in Storm. Because right now Storm is not in it, even though she's in A-Force. Um, but you could even do Storm so that you could play a little higher points with Wakanda, try to get a lot of models on the board. So that's the thought I've had if I really, really, really want to play D. My, my actually, there's a question for the podcast. Does Wakanda play D and feel okay? That's the problem I'm having right now. As I go, I look at the D scenario and I go, okay, does Wakanda like this? I don't know. I guess maybe. I I don't think it's their favorite, but I think they're fine with it. Yeah, because they have really good flank people. Um, and they've got good backline. Um, the problem, I would imagine they'd be okay. The problem with backline I've found on the D's is that too far. they're too far apart. Even somebody at range five, like yeah. sure, sure. He can't help. I don't have any hit and runs. I don't have anything mm. like that. Um, so everybody's got to be all by themselves on an Island and black Panther does that just fine, but that's about it. Everybody else needs some help. Um, yeah. I have you considered doing uh Wakanda as your main and then having like a basically focusing more on the Wakanda side, which is kind of what you're talking about with storm. And then having like a splash of a force. I mean, the the list would almost be fifty fifty if I just took out one A Force only model and mm-hmm. put in Storm. Um, I'm just wondering, but... like, because A Force is really good synergy and brawliness. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, because obviously getting affiliated with A Force isn't going to be the problem. You're right. you're struggling more to get affiliated with Wakanda. So if you just sold out for Wakanda, then added like four models that were A Force specific, would that would do you think that'd make a better overall list? If I sold out for Wakanda, but if it was A Force specific. Maybe, maybe. Actually, I had a question. I had a random thought just now. I don't know why, because I'm I'm purposely looking at off-meta stuff, and so I haven't thought about this. But can Avengers play D? If I just put in Sam instead of Black Panther, yeah, I definitely Avengers can do whatever they want. Right. So I wonder. I wonder if I would just because I have so many. There's already there's always so many Avengers in an A Force list. Um, I could just switch it out for Sam and try to play D that way. Um. I only that's a that's a very different list, right? How I mean, you have really? the wrong Avengers for Sam. You think so? I mean, currently, but you would have to switch hard. Let's see how much. And I'm, uh, for those of you who are who are wondering what the list is right now, it is She-Hulk, Angela, Captain Marvel, Black Cat, Crystal, Shuri, Black Widow, Okoye, um, Black Panther. the The last slot right now is kind of floating. And the the list I had was Storm, of course, was an option. Black Widow, uh, Agent of Shield, and maybe Valkyrie. And it was, it was just kind of depending upon if I want to just lock myself into A Force or make it more flexible. But there's some I think Storm is there. really underrated. Storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, she's a she's a, she's a great three pointer, and then also dumb leader. Like it's she's so silly. So what about um, X Men and A Force? Because if um, you're considering Storm, and then I'm sure like X twenty three and Honey Badger would be an easy add. The um, Domino is an A Force member, so there, there's an X Men member. I just don't have a Domino painted. Um, okay. So I just I just got all my stuff uh, from my painter. He did an awesome job. It looks great. But one of the ones he couldn't get to was was Domino, um, and so. 
I was he still has them. It should be done pretty fast. But unless I was somebody was willing to loan me a domino, I would have to. The only problem with it is Storm and Domino. I'd have to take out a bunch of the list. And A Force likes A Force members, and right now A Force members feel great. Like you said, the synergy piece. Yeah. So when I play A Force, I like to play A Force, which is why the Wakanda is a little bit easier for them to do because three A Force members are also Wakanda members. Right now, one, two, three, maybe four are Avengers. But one of them kind of doesn't count because it's Black Widow twice. So it's more yeah. like three. And one of them is She-Hulk, and that doesn't really count because the point is trying to go wide. <laughs> so I guess it, Avengers yeah. actually is probably not the way to do it. It would probably be... Um, you need to just test out your Wakanda version on Ds, honestly. And yeah. then see how that feels mm-hmm. before you start making any changes. Because, I mean, you said you failed at trying to do it with A-Force, so give it a shot with your other list. I mean, this might you might be just fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, you have got long movers and stuff, and you can push people off points with Shuri and all that shit. Yeah. So I, you're I think probably lot, fine. Obviously, you want all your models on points, but I think people get over, like, freak out a little too much. You're like, oh, God, where's Shuri going to say? Just put her on the flank. Like, just put her on the side point. If, like, she gets pushed off, whatever. Like, the... She's she's usually costing your opponent so much more just by standing near a point than by actually being on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the thing that's fine. Yeah, I I was uh, in the game against Aaron. It was D and um, oh no, it wasn't actually uh, it was D and researcher. So there's nothing to pick up, uh, and I and I was hoping just desperately hoping that researcher could carry me through it, but it just didn't work. I couldn't spread out enough. He was also doing. Every, he was also playing the full Steve. You know, uh, everybody pushes, everybody pulls, everybody throws. Spider Steve. Yeah, Spider Steve. So it was. <laughs> it was. It was a worst case scenario for me, and that in this case maybe I could have even played because we end up getting researcher. But if there is four points on the board, I don't know. I like A Force a lot, and the only thing that's pulling me away from them right now, the only reason why I even have a second thing in the chamber, is because I just got all my stuff back from my painter. And when I when I asked for all my stuff first, um, I actually was planning on playing uh, Hulkbuster Avengers um, with Sam Switch and just doing something really like off meta Avengers, not doing any cheeky shit about that. Just just playing Avengers that and Hulkbuster because I think Hulkbuster is great and planning on playing Hulkbuster affiliation. But yeah, because um, I love I, I just love Iron Man. One hundred percent the only reason I just love Tony Stark, but. I might even bring them just for casual play and fun, just because I love them. But we'll see how much space I have. Well, I, what I, was the? <clears throat> hold on, you said but then you didn't, so you just decided not to, or there's just, a reason you did. Why? Why not Avengers? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Why didn't you do your Hulkbuster thing? Oh, uh, I have played it a bunch, so I don't know if I have to practice it really much. So I haven't put it on the table, um, and. There is, I think, I can't remember how much we got to talk about this. I would talk about it a lot on Discord. Avengers right now feels like game softeners, right? It just, they're, they're, I try after I play a lot of any game, I like to take off the training wheels. Avengers feels like training wheels. Now, this particular okay. choosing Hulkbuster is, you know, definitely taking the training wheels off, right? If you're picking Hulkbuster affiliation and some strange yeah. models like Ant Man and, you know, you're, you're playing some, off-meta stuff, then you're purposely trying to play Avengers in the style you want to, which is these kind of goofy, cool characters that you just like. So I I, I can give myself a pass with this, with playing Hulkbuster as my leader. Okay. But, 
All right, Jeremy, what have you been doing? Um, Just kind of relentlessly playing games. So my journey has been kind of long, and I'm still not set. Uh, I started with Malekith um, a while back when he first came out, played it a bunch. I really liked it, and then I switched to Spider-Foes because I was going to play with some newer people, and I was like, I'm not going to do that to them. And I enjoyed like the quirkiness of it. And it was pretty fun, and, and it was strong in its own ways. Um, but I found myself, like, games were always teetering on the edge of a win or a loss, depending on, like, a damage roll. One or two damage mm-hmm. rolls, and that's where the game was. And it was always just really frustrating, because it, it, it was like you'd play and do these things, and these tricks and traps and whatever, and at the end of it, I'm like, really? It's going to come down to a damn roll? Like, one little roll? Like, really? So... Um, I have, I had criminals in there and I really didn't play them much. Uh, then Rhino got released. So as soon as Rhino got released, I was kind of intrigued by this idea of a model that could ma- basically go anywhere and then just make somebody drop something that was in criminals. Cause we've seen, um, some pretty successful criminal lists. So I thought, could I do something with Rhino in criminals and, and, and make a viable, like. Uh, a strong win like that. Cause I, I like the games where kind of in control most of the time and you see where you're going and you win the game. That's cool. Whatever. Um, so I put that together and the idea was a bunch of big guys, damage reduction everywhere. And they're all size three or four kind of thing and see how that goes. And it went really well. Um, except into she Hulk, she Hulk absolutely ruined my day two games in a row. Like, she massacred all of my models so fast. It was just insane. Um, and it kind of knocked the wind out of my sails on that whole idea is that that exists. Because it's not just She-Hulk that can kind of do that. Because I think the same thing can be said. Hulk can do the same thing. Um, there's other models that can do it where they just take off your big model. And I, I don't... They're kind of expensive. You know, I mean, you're buying stats when it comes to... Um, criminals they've got a a, an extra health point and they all have damage reduction but their attacks aren't like crazy weird they just kind of do the thing Mm -hmm. um so i'm teetering back to just going back to malekith i was always comfortable playing that list i always like being able to death star something with the cabal um do you think that spider foes would have been able to bring down she hulk easier or is it just that criminals couldn't no, what would ha- what happens with with spider foes is I don't care about any of my models because they're all kind of middling, and She Hulk would have had to find something to beat on while I beat on her with the rest of them. Like none of them mattered so much except yeah. you know. Whereas criminals, it's like every model you daze now is not is kind of garbage, and I can't invest any models in that area because they all need to be standing on points so I can score. Because I didn't build... Yeah. The list isn't made to, like, beat you up. You can't, like, dogpile. Yeah, it can't. It's all freaking fives. I'm throwing five dice at you. So, and there's really no buffs. Um, so, yeah, it didn't work at all. I, I That that was a hard gear check for me. Um, and honestly, out of the lists I've played, not having priority in every game and not really getting it most of the time, I don't like that playstyle. I don't like going last. Like, I don't... I would rather be able to jump on somebody when I want to. I just that's just how I like to play. I enjoy that better than having to 
like spider foes and criminals i really had to like puzzle my way through the game like everything mattered every like everything and you know i i don't know it was exhausting and then to lose on like i say with spider foes a dice roll or with criminals like i found every model to be slightly too precious and not be able to do because i mean you're we always joked we even joked on the way up to the last tournament who can attack the least like that was the joke because aaron is known for not attacking like that's not his game plan he enjoys the I'm just going to run around and score more than you and then win that way. Like, and if he attacks you, it's because of coincidence. Like, he had to yeah. for whatever reason. Very, very little. You have to force him to attack. Yeah. Which, you know, it, it, it's correct. You gave you give people power. If you have a list that doesn't want to attack, then that's what you're doing. And I think criminals kind of are in the middle, but they don't know how to do it right. Like, when they have to start attacking, unless you go Shadowlands, which is an option. I've just never played Shadowlands as, as a secondary. And my goal was to test out all the big guys. So, again, it's been kind of a journey. But I think I've decided to go back to having priority and control of where damage goes and who takes damage. Because mm. that's a game that I enjoy more. Than... It's definitely more proactive. And criminals are very, very passive. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, the good news is, like... I played a lot of different stuff, and I played a lot against a lot of different stuff. And I mean, hell, I played I think eight or nine games in the last like three days. Um, they were all interesting, regardless of who I was playing or what I was playing. Like it was very thought provoking and fun in, in its own way. Even having Parker destroy my big guys just melted and exploded. The fact that and he that's kept the criminalist, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the fact that it kept happening really like I've been thinking a lot about that and. Like the duh factor, and like I was selling, like the uh, I was saying the donkey brains thing last time. Like, mm. of course, like they're fucking humongous, and she gets extra dice on all that, and he's got Sherry to reroll. Like, they're gonna explode. That's what she does. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, you I, have to you have to find some way to you know de- like delay her because you with with the potato criminal list, right? Yeah. Your your whole goal is you're buying points, right? Like yeah. my leadership is just buying me victory points, mm-hmm. and so can you buy enough victory points before you know you crumble, um, and she, and she mashes you. And so yeah, it might be like you might need to just proactively plan out your throws because like Kingpin can throw her right. Yep. Uh, but is it with an attack or is it with a? Can street level negotiations do it? I think it's the attack. One of them yeah, is they- yes. One of them is no. Street level is no size three. He can is throw it size it. three. I also yeah, so, didn't look at that right. I thought she was size four for a while, so I also yeah, played it bad. She's not. So uh, he can throw her. I want to say can't Rhino. Um, Rhino yes, can Rhino can with his card. Yeah, with his but card. not not okay. himself. Rhino only throws stuff. All right. Who else are you running in the main list? Um, Lizard. Juggernaut, Lizard, Mysterio. Um, a couple of twos run around. Um, yeah, the big guys are and Modok. Modok is in there. Modok. How well does Jug? How well does Jugs do against her? Um, I assume you're not playing Jugs into her, but like, if she gets a bunch of dice, but he's pretty stout. You know what? You say that until he rolls eleven dice with rerolls into him. Like, yeah, the rerolls, the rerolls make it a bit, bit more nasty. Juggernaut's um, good against, you know, strength five stuff, mm-hmm. strength six even, but right. not strength eleven. 
So yeah, like Rhino got deleted easily. Generally. Yeah, yeah, and he he should. But, <laughs> so I'm just thinking, if your game plan is solely to limit her to one attack around, can you live that way? And so if you're basically just stacking up, like even Lizard can throw her. And so it's like, all right, she either goes first and gets her work done, and then you have the whole round to counter attack her mm-hmm. with impunity, or one of your guys goes first and you throw her out of melee range. And so she's only getting the one attack unless you play special delivery, she gets two. Mm-hmm. And so just every turn, you got to line up. All right, this guy's throwing her out. And even like do it like, okay, now that like the round's over, throw her out of melee range. So even if she has priority, she's not getting to double double tap, go first. And you're just like, I'm just going to make it to where she only gets seven attacks in the game. Or maybe five yeah. if it's over on four. And if <clears throat> she only has five attacks, she's not going to win the game. And so you just have to plan. It's like, all right, Lizard saving every power he has until turn three to throw She-Hulk. Kingpin saving every power he has till turn two to throw her. You know, Rhino is trying to get to two power as quickly as possible to play his, his robbery card. And we're just using all of that to get her out of melee range. Well, the problem is the list... My, I mean, I'm purposely keeping She-Hulk in the fight, so it has Stalwart Determination, so that's one turn where you're not moving She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. It has Indominal, that's one throw right. where you're not moving She-Hulk. Yeah, so you're it canceling has, the one... It has, it has the drop-off yeah. card, so I'm going to get some initiative, and she's going to attack right. once when she does it. Right, but it's just on those turns, like you play Stalwart, like I just move away from you. Like I've conceded this area, you get to win this area. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go fight somewhere else. And so then you have, as the A Force character, you have to decide to break up your guys one by one and chase me down. I'm just going to not engage in this area. And obviously, if you're doing like, you know, Researcher Gamma or something, it's a lot harder to do that, mm-hmm. but that's kind of a loss at mission selection. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you're supposed to do there. Like if. if if you know an attrition list wins the the crisis battle, you're it's a very uphill. So yeah, yeah, and there was a bunch of things that I wasn't thinking about when I I put the models down both times that we played, and uh, I mean one of my goals was to always play Rhino. I wanted to keep keep him on the table, so that that definitely um, didn't need to happen. Uh, it, I'm sure after enough games against it, it's like okay, here's what you do. Um, I mean, Modok had some success against her. He just kept walking her out, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is things, but I don't know. I just didn't enjoy There's... that version of it. I played She-Hulk against She-Hulk before, and I have a way better time just lasering her down. Like, yes, okay, yeah. move her out. She takes a fucking nuke to yeah. the head. She lives for two turns. That's it. And then we play yeah. the game. Yeah, that's... What about Shuri? What about Shuri? Have you ever thought about putting Shuri in your list? I think she's good in criminals. In general, um, but... She's in my, uh, well, Shuri's in my Cabal list, but she is not. I don't have her in criminals. Okay. Well, and here's the other thing, and we talked about this, is we, you know, you can you can metagame against one model and definitely, you know, make it harder yeah. for that one model to play. You know, but that's the, but are you, it just so happens that Jeremy's playing into the one other guy at the shop right now who wants to practice yeah. She-Hulk a bunch. And so he shouldn't expect to see She-Hulk every round at a tournament. He may never I agree see with She-Hulk that. at a tournament. It's but true. it's a similar it's a similar issue to someone like Hulk. He's just going to be in his face the whole game, punch yep. his dudes in the head. It's I like, can't do anything do? about Hulk either. Right. Uh-huh. Hulk is more of a problem because he's, he's more four. invulnerable to control. Yeah. He's, he's a larger size and he can just proactively leap. She-Hulk doesn't have proactive gap close. She's only got mm-hmm. aggressive. And so if you can put it in spots where she doesn't get to trigger aggressive, it's you're fine. I feel like Malika's even worse. Like, any of these big guys that just delete models, 
or control models to the point where they don't matter. Hulk Hulk doesn't delete models. He controls models, right? Like You're running Black Cat, right? Yes. There's also Black the Cat. stagger aspect. Absolutely. There there's mm-hmm. a couple of those things and I I mean I I feel like I've staggered, I've done those things, um but like I I don't have control of priority because he has pretty much the same number of models I do. Mm-hmm. There's just some things I don't like about it and and that matchup does exist. It also exists in the world with Steve, and it's even worse when things are cheaper. And, and like I say, the Hulk come, the regular Hulk is even scarier in a different way. Um, it's just an element of the game that I need to I need to control better, and I don't like I don't like to play the way Aaron does without the no attacking and just keep your models alive and you know think your way through yeah. every. I, no, I I like to be the aggressor in this game, and I've just kind of come to that conclusion. Um, again, like I kind of yeah. took my journey, and now I'm back to where I kind of was. Like I enjoy the big guys. I enjoy big guy lists. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you say that because I realized after playing A Force, every time I play some other thing like Web Warriors, where every model kind of does their own thing and they're all all running around, uh, controlling stuff. What I want to do is just put all my models in the middle that are really synergistic and let them synergize, which is A Force's thing. So there's a reason why this feels so good. I don't want to do anything else because I love, I love bricks. I've always loved bricks. Well, it naturally creates a brick. I mean, a lot of armies actually do that. A lot of affiliations mm-hmm. do that. Right. And the brick is the best way. Go out, grab your shit, brick back up and you just mm-hmm. stay. And then you win because you've got um, an objective point or two more than your opponent and you just survive. But a force does that because you gotta like, right. It's cards work mm-hmm. that way. Her abilities work that way. Um, and we're not even talking about the fact that he has uh, Captain Marvel in that list, too, which is insane under A-Force leadership. It's like, power up and go. Mm. Yeah, she <clears throat> she just plants her feet so hard. It's so... And she just is always zap, 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 zap. Yeah, range four with what she does is really good. I, I like your list a lot. Like, I, I wouldn't mess with it too much. I would practice some Ds, probably just mm-hmm. to see if uh, Wakanda is the answer. It may not be. Um, but it does add a long mover in there, which is good for D's and beyond that, you know, I don't know. So did you, the, the, the your list with, when you say Malekith, mm-hmm. is that just the, the previous list or is this adding Malekith into something else that you want to try? Oh Lord, no, 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 no. This is Malekith, Modoc. um, that, the, the list I was playing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which played amazing at 14. It still plays amazing at 15. 16, 17. I mean, it plays amazing at all the point levels. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't really care about the, what the board looks like so much. Because the joke mm-hmm. of it is, oh, there's so many and you have so many models. Great. I'll kill two or three at a turn. Like, Yeah. So Even if they're bringing six, if you're dazing three a turn, you're out. Yeah. Not scoring me enough. Like, you'll be one or two points ahead of turn, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah, when there's nothing left at the end. And, yeah. and you still are the one that has, like, two or three healthy models and they have none. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll just end up winning. Yeah, it's just the cabal kill everyone list. Yep. Yeah, it, the list is actually. Let's see. Matt. Have you been running Killmonger? Yep, Killmonger's in there. He's I, my. I I, th- I feel like I rejuvenated Killmonger into your strategy. You did. That guy's a monster. Malekith, Ebony Maw, Baron Zemo, Modok, Killmonger, Bob, Toad, Black Cat, Voodoo, Baron Mordo. I mean, it's just it's just made to smash mouth. Like that's all it does. It just kills and kills and kills. Yeah, that list and Black Order are are two that 
can just open the can that is a force, right? They just have, they have can openers and they can just be like, nope, the thing you cared about, it's, it's dead. I know you really wanted to keep it alive with all your tricks, but no. The only other option that's out there, um, I really like the X-Men list with um, Thanos. No, oh, with Thanos. Thanos. Red Skull's fine, um, but that's, to me, that one's so predictable that mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't like how predictable it is because where Red Skull's at, he's going to be two in front of it and he's going to kill something. What are you going to give him? Or nothing. I don't know. Like, I don't like that game. Like, I don't know. I do. There's something about the Red Skull list, which is, this is another one of those things that I'm sure after I played against it a bunch of times, I would see it. But the first time I played against it, I just fucking forgot that it didn't matter if I killed his grunt. His grunt came back, he flipped over him, and was <laughs> just knee-deep in my shit. And after it happened, he pushed my guys away, he moved back, and then I couldn't kill Red Skull back. It was... And I was just like, ugh, this is so... He gets all the cake. He eats it, too. Yeah. Well, Red Skull was what actually inspired me to start doing um, crim- uh, criminals again. Because in the Kingpin list, that dude always is healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like, what the hell? Like yeah. that can't be okay. <laughs> yeah, he's worth Which two every good. time, all the time. It it is good, and it is a good answer for like Hulk and probably She Hulk. I mean, if you're beating him up, that's fine. He's five points. Mm-hmm. She's six. Everybody else can beat on him. But uh, the one thing about Red Skull, he's fucking killable. Like, just go kill him. Mm-hmm. He yeah. he is very killable. You just got to do it. Yeah, he's he's very glass cannon. Like he looks imposing on defense, but he's just he's no. just good stats. He doesn't yep. have any defense. Yep, he just takes he takes damage as it comes. There's not a lot he can do about it. Also, especially if you're if you feel pressured to use his his damage himself thing, like mm-hmm. just dropping him. And if you, I always, but every time somebody uses that automatically every turn, I think if you were if you were told you had to spend. Five points for this Red Skull model, but instead of seven health, he had five. Uh, yeah, but you like... should only have to do it once. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the issue is you, when people use it, they don't need to. And right. So it's, oh, it's just like the script. It's exactly. like, I take a damage so I can do the thing. That's exactly what but I'm But they're about. shooting like some fucko guy with uh-huh. Bob, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm exactly with you there. That's what I'm saying, is that people just, yeah. people, t- when he becomes a five-point model, uh, or sorry, five health model. That's like that's Daredevil, and Daredevil is you know notoriously he's got this cool thing, and maybe he should stick around, but he doesn't. He just dies because he's only got five health, and that's the same thing yeah. about Red Skull. Um, so anybody who likes to play Red Skull out there, only do his thing once, and even then you don't have to do it. You don't, and then yes, if you're playing Hydra, you just play him in his affiliation, and and you're probably fine. <laughs> hmm. Um, but there's lots How of ways for him to do it. Dare you? insinuate that I shouldn't use the other leadership. I, I used his leadership once on purpose because I, I just purposely wanted to see what it was like. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't I, bad. It wasn't yeah. terrible. It was fine. So I, this is a bit of an off topic, but when I started playing Hydra, you told me that you're not going to like Strucker's leadership. And so in my experience, after playing it, it was exactly what I thought it would be. Did you think that I got more mileage out of it than most people did? Or did you just think that uh, you think it's still overrated? I don't think it's overrated. I just think the actual 
opportunity and the number of times that happens in the game is is was less i think it actually might be more now because there's only one scenario that gives you a condition oh sorry there's only two scenarios scenarios that give you a condition and one of them is emulate which is not something that the faction does very easily unless you put models in specifically to do that so now that um all their poison stuff just happens and i don't know i feel like they're there were so many games I was playing with them that making that leadership happened either didn't happen because they were already poisoned or bleeding or something, and so it didn't actually do anything. It did nothing. Or it, it didn't change the turn actively. Like, me healing one didn't help. Your, introduce, your introduction of exactly Venom is actually something that works. Your introduction okay. of, of exactly Omega Red is something that works. So to answer your question, I think you got you got mileage out of it because you need non-Hydra models to make this feel uh, abused. So anyone, yeah. anyone know... who is like, I'm going to play Hydra guys because a few of them do cool effects, mm-hmm. you're like, nope, that's actually not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to use these other characters yeah. that really abuse this, and there's two of so them. So I think the, the leadership's fine if you exclusively play Hydra stuff, but you have to play it differently than you'd normally play it. You have to set up stuff well in advance to get mileage out of it. Mm. And if you add in very key mercenary-type models that synergize very well with it, I think it goes up to above average, and it's a solid leadership in the game. Mm. Um, but I do think it is one of the leaderships you have to play excuse me, plan and strategize the most for. And that's uh, people aren't used to doing that. Right. Like Sam and Steve, every single list, they're just amazing, right? They're, they're two of the best leaders in the you, game. You actually have to look hard to find a model that doesn't benefit from from, right. from Steve. Like, you yeah, have to you find have to look, them. like, for these little, tiny, like, ant-sized people that don't benefit <laughs> from Precisely. Those are exactly <laughs> the teeny, tiny ones that don't benefit. Yeah. But though, that's, that's how hard you have to look. But in... It's the opposite for something like Hydra. If you if you want to get um, a lot of mileage out of it, yeah. But I think I personally I thought it was a very rewarding experience. I thought I thought it, they synergized well and it was it was useful and good. I think so I, I think just, I just wanted to bring that up because it, it popped into my head while right. we talked about it. I think anyone anytime somebody puts down Strucker, Venom, Omega Red, or Ronin, or or some or two of them. And Strucker, mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Ah, shit! Like I'm going to have to deal with this bullshit the whole game, yeah. and it's going to be annoying. It's going to be effective. But if you just I, play the Hydra models, I'm going to go. Okay, mm-hmm. you may ever once get Strucker's thing to work. I totally spaced that Omega Red had damage reduction. What? That's like mm-hmm. yeah, half the awesomeness of him. Yeah, he, he I know, was right? Like, I was, I was him playing him without damage reduction. I'm like, this guy's better than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. because he heals so fucking much in that Hydra list. They just doesn't fucking die. Mm-hmm. But he has, like, oh, he has damage reduction. When he has damage reduction, on this top guy's of impossible that. to kill. Yeah. yeah, he's so fucking hard to one round, and then he like heals three, and you're like, fuck mm-hmm. me. Like this is so stupid. Yeah, yeah. I think the Hydra thing was was fun to uh, see what what you did with that with all the. Um... It was almost like every character in your list was born to use the ability yeah and it, it's like they didn't exist before it yeah like <laughs> every one yeah, of them was, was just... like i'm getting ready yeah. to use the leadership here it comes yeah <laughs> it was the ultimate rude goldberg machine you have all these broken pieces that like don't work on their own and then like you put them all on a table and kind of like move them around and they like reassemble this broken machine <laughs> and you're like wait a second it, it was like somebody like builds stuff out of scrap you know yeah this... yeah it's like I designed this model to be exactly what you needed for this exact purpose in this list, but it came out a year ago. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
I just know playing against it, it has so many weird models. Like every single time I'm like, all right, so if I hit it, it'll die, what right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. All right, I'll hit it. He's like, well, I'm going to bodyguard self-sack to this guy. He's going to take the hit. He has damage reduction, too. And if you attack me, I attack you back and push you. And you're like, fuck! Like, yeah. who let this happen? Yeah. Every, and every then you're time, sitting there, incinerated, bleeding, you're, and staggered bleeding. on your own turn. Yeah. My favorite was when Bucky, the first game I played with Hydra, Bucky transferred stagger to somebody. And they're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here's your stagger token. Like, wait, what? From range five. Yeah. Here you go. Oh, also, you're bleeding. <laughs> the uh, the other thing I loved about it is every time I was like, oh, I'm playing Venom, and I have uh, Lethal Protector and Sacrifice. I was like, well, not only is Venom not dying, but two of his models will also not die. <laughs> yeah. Like Because Venom will cause me to bleed. He will heal at least one on top of his thing he's already doing. You just pray Venom doesn't get any power. You just pray he blanks out. Yeah. That's the only thing you can do, is pray yeah. he blanks out. Which is not good enough. Yeah. Anyway, um, are there any other affiliations you guys have considered? Like, I know Parker mentioned that you actually avoided Avengers because you think they're like the typical meta go-to. Yeah. And that's like, you think there's going to be a ton of Avengers being played. I also am more of an off-meta player. I'll actively avoid what's being popular at the time. Uh, I think Hydra is sleepy good right now. I think, um, I think Web Warriors are sleepy good right now, too. Uh, another but criminals. I I think criminals are no longer sleepy good. I think people are starting to realize criminals are really mm. good. Another list that I actually got completely completed with this all my stuff coming in um, from my painter is my Inhumans list. I still like them, but I feel like they <laughs> they suffer even more from uh, objective bloat right now than A Force does because A Force can go small and Inhumans just doesn't. So. Also, Black Bolt does not feel nearly as good as She-Hulk, which is weird to say because he's, you know, objectively maybe better at, at, like, attacking at least, just standing there and attacking. But, like, Black Bolt plus other Inhuman feels like half the amount of output I'm getting from She-Hulk and uh, Captain Marvel. It's not close. Yeah. It's not close. Um, yeah, Captain Marvel's kind of the problem. you got to have an answer for her. Right. And when She-Hulk's standing next to her, then what do you do? You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I think, I think that there's. Um, I mean, I, I actively avoid Avengers and also X Men for the reasons of there's going to be a shitload of those. There'll be mm-hmm. a lot of Avengers and a lot of X Men. Um, yeah. I don't know about the rest. Uh, I think, I think Brotherhood's in an amazing space. That if you only bought Brotherhood models and took Brotherhood tactics cards, you'll win a bunch of games. Like they're really good. Brandon's going to try my strategy. Why are you making fun? Oh, I threw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's always, you know what I mean? Like, it's all, every time they drop a model, you're like, that's cool. It's got some good mm. cards, too. I'm sad I won't get to use Blob. That's the thing I'm sad about. Like, Blob looks so fun. You would love, you're going to love Blob when you get a painted man. For a three-point model, he is so legit. He's yeah. so fucking When he does every, a splash yeah. thing, you're like, how every many points t- is that guy? He reminds me of Lizard, where you're just like, how did this guy get printed? Like, yeah. Who thought this was okay? Also, Brandon, how many times have you played Dormammu just so you can push somebody away from you? Like, and now you get that for a three-point Brotherhood model? I actually, I I mean, I, I played some Dormammu, but I never actually cared about that ability. Like, oh, it's good. It's very good, you, but that's not why I played you it. You put me in so many 3D chess positions with that fucking ability. I, I remember going like, okay, what can I do to not get pushed? Because Brandon's just going to push me away and ruin my whole turn. <laughs> it's like, what can I do? 
And since the blob just always does that for three points, that's just, it's so good. It's mm. so dumb. I love it. I love everything yeah. about, I love everything about blob. I think, I think you in particular will love blob. Oh yeah. I know I will. I need to somehow green stuff, like overalls on him, but we'll, we'll get there. Overalls. Yeah. I like, I like my Fred Dukes wearing like a straw hat and like overalls. Oh my god. I mean, you wouldn't know this. There was a um, X-Men Evolution animated show. Mm-hmm. And they had a, a little bit of a reimagining of the Blob character. Um, uh, this is a pretty good picture. Uh, is this how this works? I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, there you go. Look at Watch that. That's that's the blob from that TV show. Another it's just like a country bumpkin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another list that I have a bunch of models for now that I that I I won't do because I need to practice too much and I I, I would hate to throw it. I had to do all my practice games at a con. I don't like that. Is convocation. Um, I got a bunch. Yeah, of that models. I would not recommend doing no. that. They're they're plans within plans within plans. Uh, I would not you do might that. do really well because you just won't know the rules and just stomp people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'll just aggressively <laughs> cheat in most of your yep. games. Oh, there was one more. I actually got. Uh, I finally got Thor painted so I could play Asgard. I thought about doing something like the old Bully Boys list that we did before. That that could be. I, fun. W- I would not recommend that either. Yeah, all these things are just kind of memes. Um, next to the two ideas I had, that's why A Force I think is still like top, and then a not distant second is Hulkbuster, just because I love Hulkbuster, and if I played Hulkbuster all day, Hulkbuster will never disappoint me. So, that would make me yeah. happy. Um, that that would make me happy. You know what I found out, too? Playing Criminals? So, um, Red Skull and his little minion, the minion's always healthy. I played one game where my uh, Hulkbuster got one-rounded by Corvus. No, it was by uh, Black Swan. Mm-hmm. And the little guy jumped out, Guess who else it? is healthy, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Costas. Well, he's healthy, and his fucking blaster pushes it. Right oh yeah, forward. dude, he was uh-huh. ruining it's, things. He's, he's rapid actually fire. amazing. Rapid yeah, fire, rapid yeah, he fire was cool. push. He yeah. was cool. I was like, he's look at this little guy go. Crazy. Yeah, it's funny. People feel like they have to remove Hulkbuster, but when he pops out, immediately you have to remove him too. Just <laughs> <He was> like, <laughs> yeah. don't let that guy go. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, and if you're playing a force. You can actually legitimately try and call down the backup pretty quickly. Uh huh. It's it's cute. If you if sh- but at that point, if you're definitely winning harder, you're winning more there. But it it is cute. No, I mean on I, the game I was playing, like I say, Black Swan run one rounded that thing. Like she hit him and did all the shit, and then threw a humongous thing at him, and all of a sudden I was like at nothing. I melted. So turn I, two, I had little guy. Sounds like you've abandoned criminals, but have you considered Hulkbuster in criminals? He is in my criminals list. That, that's what he, he is. Said. Okay, he is. Uh-huh. Oh, I missed it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. <coughs> He's actually pretty cool. It's just when you sell out for all big guys, then it's like, oh god, okay, what can bad happen to me? Because they're not yeah. punishing big guys; they're just kind of bullies. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, um, I think that's pretty much gonna wrap it up for us today. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to chat about before we're done? I'm good. I actually have one question. 
if you're preparing, if you're preparing for tournament like I am, and I'm I'm worried specifically about D's, what's the best use of my practice time? Or anybody who's like this, do you just say you should specifically I'm not going ask to, to play with D's? Yeah, just like just say we're only going to play with, with D scenario. Pick a number between one and three. We'll play that D scenario. And well, I would just ask just, first, like, hey, do you have D's in your mission pack? And if they are running D's, then you should ask to use their blues. Yeah. Like, Ah, like, hey, can we just like we can roll for priority or whatever? Or you can just have priority, but I want to play on D's. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have it, just don't worry about it because it was never. Because if you win no. priority, you could just choose your reds, and then they'll by default you'll have their blues. But you could mm-hmm. like, hey, like, can we just like I see you only have one D over there? Can we just play that? And considering it's what you're bad at, they're like obviously they should have no problem with that. But yeah, you should be only playing those games until you mm-hmm. figure out what you need to figure out. Mm-hmm. I'm even wondering if I should just sometimes on D's because my models are none of them are bad. That's the nice thing about A Force. None of them, none of the models are bad. I'm not sacrificing. I'm not taking a you know a subpar model to play A Force. I even wonder sometimes to just don't play She Hulk and don't worry about it. But but maybe that is a thing. I can't. I, I struggle to give up with it because she's just so because the A Force affiliation is so good too. Uh, it's yeah. So good. Man. Cool. Anywho. That was yep. thought, thoughts for practicing. Thank you. Yeah. No, when you're when you're especially on the timeline, you should mm-hmm. be tar- laser targeting things you need to practice. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm terrible against this affiliation and I know I'm going to have to play against it because it's like Avengers. Like I need to play Avengers games and you'll either figure out that you just can't win those games or that there are some things you could do better. But anyway, uh, that's going to wrap the episode for today. Uh, this has been Brandon and Parker and Jeremy. And you've just listened to What is Good? Question mark. So what are we going to call this thing? Uh, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original uncanny sensational podcast i'm just gonna put down infamous god damn we did it here we are again well brandon was sick as shit we did it i'm not that sick uh i said sick as shit i didn't say like dying you're just obviously ill. If I could die, I would have died by now. That's true. <laughs> I, no one can argue with that logic. Not one person. It's solid logic. Yeah. So um, I talked to Bobby, who's our resident Vegas goer. Um, he gave me some tips for uh, where to go in LVO. Or not LVO specifically, but just Vegas in general. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh he said there's a place off, like, a few miles away from the Strip called Fremont that has uh, outdoor live music that you it's just free. And so it's just basically they have four stages. There's one always going. Um, hmm. And they have um, reasonably priced drinks, but it's basically like a boardwalk area where you just, like, walk around outside. He said there's, there's like, a convenience store, like, across the street that you can just, because they have open carry uh, drinks in Vegas. So mm-hmm. you just walk over there, buy a 12-pack, and just carry it around with you. Nice. And so you just, like, out on the sidewalk listening to music, drinking, like, you know, regular price beer. <clears throat> What's it called? Fremont? Fremont, yeah. 
I've heard nothing that I don't want yet. That sounds yep. good. Um, he said also over there is um, the El Cortez, which is like a, a small casino. But he said they have a um, like $15 prime rib dinner that's always available like 24 hours a day. And he said there's a bunch of places that advertise like an $8 one, but it's it's like you have to read the fine print because it's only available like one hour a day. And if you go in not at that time and you didn't read the fine print, it's like 30 bucks. Hmm. Fremont is one of Las Vegas's most popular attractions, but there's plenty of things to do there that aren't super touristy. Bang a whore. Banging whores. Banging whores. Um, he said, do not walk anywhere in Vegas. Like, it sounds like a good idea, but it's actually a very, very bad idea. Uh, so, like, he said, walking from the Rio to um, the Strip, he's like, it might sound like a good idea, but it's really like a 30-minute walk, and there's... um some shady areas that you'll walk through trying to get to the strip and it's just not worth it. You, you should just pay the $10 for an Uber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty sketch. Like even on the strip, like the last time I was there, you'll just be walking and like four homeless dudes will climb out of bushes on you. Like mm-hmm. you're just like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty like, get ready to fight. <laughs> it's real creepy. Uh, I have heard of this and I don't know if this is true, but apparently because you know, the climate there, um, it's pretty dry most of the time. They have a huge storm system, a storm sewer system underneath the strip, of course, because everything's concrete and desert, so nothing gets absorbed. But it's almost always dry. And so there's a huge homeless population underneath the strip, like at all times of the storm sewer. That just lives in the storm sewer. Yeah, sewers. it's like true, like Morlocks, you know, like an underground dark It's like world. Undertown. Yeah, basically, it's like Undertown. Um, and this is, I, I don't know if this is urban legend or not, but... Wasn't that with Wesley Snipes in Sylvester Stallone? I don't know. Yep. It was. What was that movie called? I uh, Demolition Man. Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. Mm-hmm. The Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the movie's exactly awesome. Right. It is awesome. It, excuse Absolutely. me, sir. What seems to be your boggle? <laughs> that was something that my family said for a long time. <laughs> excuse me, sir. What seems to be your boggle? My boggle. What's his oh, response? Oh, man. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, they said that the neon museum was really cool. It, they have like all the old um, neon lights frontages like on display in the neon museum. Yeah, and so you can go there just like right as it after dark, and like you can just walk through and see old Vegas, basically. Apparently, there's a plane graveyard somewhere too, where you can go see like mm-hmm. all these monstrous jets and stuff that are all dead. There's all kinds of cool stuff. <clears throat> I, however, will be busy winning stuff. Win, 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 no matter what. No matter By that, what. you mean at, at the slots, like one in ten plays? Yes. Actually, I don't like slots, but yeah. So, yeah, I don't understand the point in, in slots. That just seems like actively trying to throw money away. Fish, fish, helmet, cherry, star. Ding, 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 ding. Well, of course I should win. Three pennies or whatever this is. I, I don't yeah, understand. It only cost me $4. Yeah, that makes sense. Grape, grape, peanut, apple, cinnamon stick. Because, like, the whole pennies. point of a slot machine is, like, they sit down and they play for, like, hours. But, like, anyone understands, like, statistics, you, you know that the machine is set to gain money over time. And so the, the only way to get up on it is to, you know, get... Un, unstatistically likely lucky in a short period and then quit mm-hmm. but that's not how they play it they just play it like it's a 
video game. <laughs> it's just like it's a video game that takes your money. I'm like, I don't understand. Look, man. The, people there's zero need decision it. making. There's zero strategy. There's, there's strategy. Zero mental is like lever down. You can bet a line. In you could bet all the down. lines. You can bet some of the lines. Oh man. You can bet all kinds of things. I'm aware that you can bet things. I'm just I just don't understand <laughs> slot machines. No, I know I, it's ridiculous. I I have no idea. I made a what was it? I made like another um, six bucks on betting this weekend. Did you? Oh yeah, yep. you were telling me about that. Yeah, I almost. Made... I only did. I only did parlays this week. I did seven parlays. Nice, dude. I was so close to winning like ninety bucks <laughs> on that one crazy one. Yeah, I bet seven dollars on one dollar parlays. I almost made ninety bucks. I was so close. The stupid uh, fucking what was it? It was the um, Vikings game went over. I think that was the one that got me. Uh, that seems like a bad one, because that well, was, but it was close. like it was like Vikings Giants, and so like I expect the Vikings to put up some points, but I didn't think mm-hmm. they. It was a really high over, um, but yeah, it's just like they had like three drives that were back to back touchdowns, just yeah. where like neither team played defense, and I'm just like, oh great, yeah. Anyway, though, I'm pretty excited. There's a lot of stuff going on. We got the playoffs. We got LBO. <sighs> Well, the good news is uh, we look to be at a neutral site regardless of what happens, right? Because it's both it's Why? the Bengals playing the Bills this week, so it's going to be one of those teams. We we don't play the Bengals at a neutral site. It's yeah. only the Bills. Only the Bills. Oh, it's only the Bills? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. The, but I believe that the Bengals have to play at a neutral site, right? Isn't the Bengals-Bills game at a neutral site? Ooh, it might be. Uh, I don't know about that one. No, it it wouldn't be because the Bengals' um record is less than the Bills, right? But the, it was de- it would have been decided about the game. I thought the whole point was you could be right. Why is the Bills Bengals game not in a neutral site? I thought it was supposed to be because the outcome of that game would have determined which of them would have the higher seed. I think, yeah, but I think what they did is said, okay, it's the equivalent of both of them won or both lost either way. Neither of them got a foot up, and that's the problem. So that kept the Bills ahead, right? I'm reading. Gotcha. Mm. Oh, it's because they would have, even if the Bengals had won, they wouldn't have had the tiebreaker. Mm. It's dumb. So basically, um, if the if the Bengals had beaten the Bills, they would have been the one seed. But they would have been the one seed because they would have an even record, and the Bengals would have had the heads up victory. Yeah. But when you do result to win percentage, they that's no longer assuming they would have the heads up victory, and so they actually would still be tied. Does that make sense? So are they playing? They're playing in Buffalo then, right? Right. It's in Buffalo. So the only time that this stupid rule they made would have actually made sense, it doesn't work. So it's just a stupid <laughs> fucking rule. True. At first, I was really hoping that the Bills would win and that the, the game would be away from Arrowhead because so that way I wouldn't feel bad about missing it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that's going to work because my, my plan now is like I'm going to get my championship game ticket and then flip it if we're in it. But if it's in Atlanta, I don't know what the price of the ticket's going to be. Like, I don't know if it'll be worth buying and reselling. Yeah. Although I've heard that if it's, like, Bengals, Chiefs, and Arrowhead, 
the the speculated prices are like fifteen hundred dollars a ticket because it's a rematch because it's the rematch and of last championship year. and yeah. yeah so we'll see well i know for a fact these tickets are worth about uh this weekend 200 ish dollars yeah which if you should resell them they're worth about 150 total for both it's oh is that what you you're getting for yours yep pretty much that's surprising um yeah it's just it's trash the whole thing is trash i'm like like I was telling Parker, I, I wish that I didn't. I, I wish that Jason would have remained quiet and just sold them without me knowing. <laughs> and like then everything would just be as it is and I don't worry about it. But it annoys me that I lost out on like, I don't know, $400. Just random. I'm like, ugh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was like trying to think of the most awful, horrible, or fun thing that happened at work, and it's just all horrible, so I have nothing to say. <laughs> oh, it's just really bad? Dude, what? it just gets worse every day. I got yelled at by my boss today. Uh. Today, because I yelled at the administrator of the other building because they wouldn't get their act together. I had an interview coming for a cook position. The cook position is there was two positions open, possibly, or one. One set of hours is basically weekends. The other set of hours is full-time during the week. The fact that we were going to promote one of the cooks currently, either before or after I did the interview, is the problem. So I said, hey, boss number two, are you going to promote this guy? He said, uh, we haven't really talked about it 100% yet, but I think so. So I asked the HR person, are we promoting him? I don't know. So I went back to him. I'm like, so have you talked to him yet? Does he actually want the job? Like, have you guys figured this out? I'm going to talk to him first thing today. Um, You guys need to figure this shit out before I talk to this person and offer them a job. Some Mm -hmm. people can't work weekends. Some people want to know their hours before they accept a job. So, I mean, I was like, I'm fucking done with them. Like, the communication at building is horrible. So I was like, just, I was done. I'm like, okay, so you guys need to figure this shit out and you let me know. I mean, I had that kind of attitude about it. I'm just done with their garbage. So then today, my boss gets back. She's been off for five days or something. This is my actual boss. And uh, she's like, hey, uh, so what happened? Uh, They said that you you weren't in the right state of mind to be doing an interview yesterday. That's why they went ahead and did it for you. I was like, "Uh, come again? Yeah, you said you were kind of like off the chain or something. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, number one, y'all have a bunch of shit going on in that building next door, and nobody communicates, and this is not my fault. Just because I'm the only one who can pull my head out of my ass and, like, not look like an idiot in front of, I don't know, a stranger applying for a job? Like, that's all I'm asking. You guys are fucking with my employees, and you're fucking with my people, and I'm so done with it. Like, she goes, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because they also... So so not only did they, like, not give you the information you needed they did your interview for you yeah because i was cooking and stuff too i'm busy so like someone Mm -hmm. taking one of my projects or taking something it doesn't surprise me but then during an operations meeting which all the managers meet they decided at the end of the meeting to talk about me and say some shit like that so then of course my boss comes and tells me and i'm like oh that's their side of the story 
I'm like, no, no, no. Because they were like, why didn't Jeremy talk to the cook? Oh, well, here, here's why he didn't talk. Because his mind wasn't the right fit, blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, man, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what's exciting. That happened today. It's just. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of like when you have. I'm sorry, did I interrupt the Andrew story? No, go ahead. No, yeah. that's it. That kind of that kind of shit where there's so many, there's so many hydras, you know, so many heads of the hydra, mm-hmm. and all of them are snipping at each other, and none of them want to take responsibility. That's mm-hmm. it's all this deferment of responsibility. It's the, one of the only things I've ever enjoyed about teaching is that we have that deferment of responsibility, but it happens like between buildings. So like. Uh, middle school teachers always blame elementary school teachers. High school teachers always blame middle school teachers. But we never see those people. Mm-hmm. They're not like responsible for us in any way. But my wife has the same kind of shit all the time. Is it? You know, the the most stressful story she has is the ones you're, like you're describing, where mm-hmm. it's just people going, you know, oh, you're doing your job responsibly. Well, I don't want to do my job as responsibly as you doing your job. So I'm just going to make this your problem. I'm going to just. It can't be mm-hmm. my fault. It can't be my fault. And yeah, yeah, me and this administrator now have had three incidents in the last year where he doesn't want to be my friend anymore because I hold people accountable. Like I hold them accountable every single day. I practice it all the time. Like it's not an easy job as a boss to do it because it makes people feel shitty. But Mm -hmm. somebody has to say yes and no and, you know, and, and let people know what the right thing, wrong thing is. And when people aren't fucking doing that shit, oh my god! And they're supposed to be doing it. Like, who else is going to promote this guy? Me? Yeah. It's not my building. Yeah. Like, and then I kept asking him, like, "Hey, Joe, you um, you get the job yet?" And he's like, "I left the office, and I don't even know." And I'm like, "What do you fucking mean? They told me you got it. Like, they're giving it to you." Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but this and that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys. Yeah, I uh, mm-hmm. I something I tell her all the time. I was like. I, the question I always ask her after she talks about something, I go, yeah, mm-hmm. but is there an accountability piece to this new program, new position, whatever it is? What's the accountability piece? And he goes, well, we don't really have one in place. I go, then you shouldn't expect it to happen. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, like no one will do this out of the goodness of their hearts. You'll get like maybe five, 10% of employees that uh-huh. will hear every initiative and try every initiative like as hard as they can. But almost everyone from the most diligent down to the least diligent person. If there's no accountability, nobody gives a shit. Like nobody gives a shit. So, yeah. So, but being that guy, like the, you know, the person, you know, you feel like you got to be for that job, which is, uh, which is clearly, you know, nobody else is in- interested in holding people accountable. Cause the mm. problem is accountability requires confrontation. And most people are deathly. It's like a number one fear for most people is any it's kind of very hard. It sucks. I mean, it's not yeah. any fun. No, but once you sign up for management, whichever yeah. version it is, yeah. you have to be the leader. You have to be the one. Like, that's yeah. your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so dumb. I'm just so frustrated by the whole thing. And then here's my favorite part. My favorite part is the situation they're about to create. So we're short in staff. I'm short three cooks as it is. Two of them are in that building. So you need three cooks to operate. Um, I have one over there so now after he's promoted so currently we have a really good night cook a really good morning cook and we need a part-time cook to fill it in the part-time cook is the only thing that's missing so what they're saying they're going to do is they're going to take our night cook who's a really good guy really really great guy 
make him the manager, creating an incredible vacuum. So now you have to fill that with a responsible cook and fill the part-time position with another responsible cook. Neither of those positions have been filled in over a year and a half with responsible people, aside from Joe, who they're now going to make a manager. This is going to work out, right? This is going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. There's no way that this can be bad. It's one of those, like, you're too to get too good at your job to get a promotion. Like, we need you to keep doing your job because we don't trust anybody else. Uh, well, here's the thing, too. I mean, if they would just hire people that were competent yeah. and pay them the money they need, then it would be a problem. But. So what they did is they said, okay, we're going to create this position, and we're going to say that you need to have a dietary um, certificate license, which takes six months to a year to get, depending on which classes you take. And that's cool because it is a mem- it's a special building as memory care assisted living, special needs. And they're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make that position. And then they're like, hey, does Joe want it? And I'm like, Joe doesn't have that. Well, I mean, maybe. I'm like, you guys. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you guys. <laughs> like, created this problem? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you guys. I'm like, I cannot wait to draw a permanent line between my building and that building, which is coming soon. As soon as they fill it with this new cook that they're hiring. I'm like shutting the door, locking it, and changing the locks. Like fucking done, dude. I'm yeah. done. Ugh. So yeah, there's there's my weekly update. Did it done. Well, obviously that's gonna work out great. So I think it will. That. Don't worry. I will <laughs> listen in next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh I think that story you just told the accountability piece reminds me of uh I don't know if I told you this story. I once went to a the very first professional development meeting I ever went to in my district, uh-huh. uh, they had every secondary teacher in an auditorium, and the assistant superintendent got up in front of us, um, director of a curriculum instruction, right? I never met this guy before in my life. I'll never see him again. I never saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> and so he says, everybody in the district is going to have a guaranteed viable curriculum, all secondary teachers. It's been aligned vertically and horizontally. Every single kid in our district is guaranteed to have this curriculum. And uh-huh. you're going to learn about it all right now today. The rest of the day is about that. You know, we're not going back to classrooms. We're not you know, teaching mm-hmm. kids. We're just going to learn about this. And everybody gets up out of their chairs and goes to a, a room. And I went to a, a biology teacher's room. We're in a high school. That's so everybody can, the whole district could be in the same building. And I go to a, a biology classroom and we sit there for 20 minutes. Every middle school science teacher sits there for 20 minutes and nobody comes until the teacher who has that room, like that bio teacher, comes in and goes, so uh, I went to just track down what we're supposed to do, and uh, apparently uh, middle school science doesn't have a guaranteed fire curriculum yet. They haven't built it. So <laughs> what do you guys want to talk about? And we're like, I guess we'll talk about the stuff we're doing in comments. And so we did fucking nothing for, for two and a half <laughs> hours, and then we went to lunch. And we never heard of it again. Yeah. <laughs> and like because that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about accountability right like you hmm. like people come in with these you know the political moves right it was I'm sure somebody yeah. had an ego stroke to say guaranteed file curriculum maybe the state came and said you need to have yeah. one and so they stood up in front of everyone told everyone but there's no accountability nobody actually needed it to happen and nobody was ever going to check so it never happened it's <laughs> no child left behind Except yeah. for you, you're left behind. Yeah. Well, it's the, this the, funny that no child left behind. That's actually one of the account of they actually. Yeah. The, I actually a lot of people get pissed off about no child left behind when someone actually described this to me in an ed law class. 
is the first time anybody ever described it to me in a satisfactory way because they said they're pumping billions of dollars into schools for the purposes of an educational improvement as a result of this big movement in the 1970s. And so for 40 fucking years, schools mm-hmm. were just getting blank checks for all this stuff, and there was no accountability. And it wasn't a ton of money when you you know separate it out into school, but it still cost the taxpayers tons of money, and there was zero accountability. So No Child Left Behind was really just, can any of you tell us that this is improving schools? Uh- That's what it was and it was never publicly patterned like that it, it was it, instead everybody heard it as you know testing our kids to death and it's a terrible system and you know mm-hmm. get off our backs and all that stuff but really that was just you know individual school systems and, and teachers and and people don't not want to be told what to do well really they don't want to be held accountable right it's uncomfortable to be held accountable but after somebody explained that to me, I was like, "Well, fuck, then let me teach. I'll let me kid, kids take every fucking test. I don't care if that's what you need to, you know, to see that we're being held accountable. I could do that. That's not a big deal. But man, <laughs> people is that get what it means. Yeah, that's all it was. It was just. It was just the government would like to know if any of this shit mattered. Um, is there an accountability piece there? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a. Which just seems like a, just a sound idea, right? But that, but that confrontation is so. It doesn't matter if it's like that macro level, like every school in America, or on this micro level, you know, your two buildings you're talking about. Yeah, that kind of conf- yep. that kind of conflict. People hate it. Oh, they hate it. Just, I, I watched uh, Brandon. I watched your boss just try desperately to delegate a conflict onto you because you're not scared to tell customers that are breaking score, you know, store policies what they need to do. And he desperately did not want to have that conflict, and he was trying to, to get. I mean, to do it's it. not like I like doing it. No, but like I'm, I'm just willing to. Ha- like I accept the fact that people can hate me. Like, right. <laughs> like I, I try to be semi likable, mm-hmm. but there's, I have a much shorter threshold of when I'm like, all right, I'm not going to let you walk on me anymore, mm-hmm. and it's just much lower than most people's line. <laughs> you, you and so yeah, people, people come in, they're like, I. Like, for example, there's a guy in the store, and we sell used 40K models. And so we buy the used 40K models at exceptional discounts from people who don't want them anymore. And we resell them at half retail price. You're getting models half off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're, so they're as is, half off models. And so the guy comes in, and he spends probably an hour looking through all the different models we have. Pulling them all out of the little boxes. You know, pulls, finds the stuff he wants. And I'm like, yo, so like, is this what you're looking for? Like, is there anything I can help you find? Do you have any questions? He's like, yeah, I did have a question. Um, so these are half off, right? And I'm like, yeah. So like, these are, I gave him a, a rough price. It's like, yo, this is probably be about 80 bucks. Cause you know, you've got like, uh, whatever mm. units here. And he's like, well, I'm on Amazon right now on my phone. And I found these for like, you know, 60 bucks. So can I get half off that price? I'm just like, like. It didn't even, like, like the gears just locked up in my head, right? right. It's like someone shoved, like, a wrench into it. And it's like, like, it took me a second. I'm like, how stupid are you in my head? Like, it's like, do you actually think I'm going to price match something on Amazon and then give you half off? And I was just like, and then it's like, it took three full seconds for my brain to catch up. And like, oh, he's an asshole. And I said, no. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, like, like, not at all. I was like, no. Yeah. Is there anything else I can help you with? <laughs> and yeah. He's just like, um, no, I guess. And so he put his balls back and he left. I'm like, it's like, I mean, I I feel bad yeah. that like, you know, but it's like you, what were you thinking? Like, like there's, you can't just be a shitty idiot to people 
and like expect them to just deal with your crap. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if if you're not going to shop here unless I give you eighty percent off, I don't want you to shop here. Mm-hmm. Like like you you have to be a decent human to be yeah. treated like a decent human. Like it's just like whatever. Like I wasn't actively mean, but I was certainly not overly polite anymore. Mm-hmm. What's also amazing? Just, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's just shit like that where it's just like no like. People come in and like they they leave like a huge mess, and then the next time they're in, they're like they want all these favors. And it's like no, not really. Like it's like you guys didn't even clean up after. Like I spent ten minutes cleaning up your area after you guys left last time. Like what do you what do you expect? Like people aren't here for you to you know treat them like shit. Well, what's interesting is, and maybe you guys can. I I feel like I experienced this in my life. As soon as I got over that energy of activation and I started confronting people in those kind of situations. It got much easier. Like it's not like always that hard. I yeah. found. I found it's gotten easier and easier in my life to have those difficult confrontations. It's never. I'm never excited to do it. But now I I, I have none of the fear I used to have um, with it. I, I have I have no fear about it. I will I will I will lump jump into it immediately. Ooh, I have another really good example. Uh, so uh, you guys have played card games. You know what a card play mat is, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like the, you know the rectangular piece of neoprene. Yup. You, you so uh, well, our other store manager Jenny had pulled out our store mat that the store owns to use for card work and stuff so like sorting cards, scanning cards, whatever. So she pulls out, puts on a table, puts the laptop next to it, and gets out our our high definition 4K card camera that's like an, on a big stand to start scanning cards in the inventory. And so she sets all this stuff up, walks over to the counter to help a customer, and one of the FNM players walks in the room, looks around, sees the playmat, grabs it, and walks back into the other room. What? And then Jen, after Jane's done, she kind of wanders in there. See, he's using the playmat to play a game of magic with somebody else. And then he came. Huh? she comes back in and tells me what happened, because I was just happened to be there. I was just like... Go yell at him. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't want to be mean. I'm like, hold on a second. And I walk in there. I'm like, excuse me, sir. Is this your play, Matt? He goes, is it yours? I'm like, is it yours? And he's like, uh, no. I was like, I need you to give it back to me, please. And he's, and then like, he complained about me the next week. He's like, he was kind of rude. I was like, you were stealing. Yeah. You actively yeah. committed theft. Like, you don't get to complain about being polite when you're a thief. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man. And yeah, so I think I get the most complaints of all the employees, honestly, but uh, I don't feel bad about most of them. Well, what's funny, though, is, you know, I I kind of had this theory. I've probably mentioned it before, but there's like two handfuls of people. There's the people that have been punched in the face, and then there's people yeah. who haven't been punched in the face. And there's the people that don't have any fear of repercussions yeah, for their actions. Yeah, nothing's ever happened they haven't been them. punched. they haven't been punched yeah. in the face yet. and... Right. And I then mean, all, all of a sudden, you get hit in the face one good time when you weren't expecting it. Yeah. You start thinking that might be the outcome of a lot more situations. And so, like, kind of, like, looping it all back around. I mean, we play this tabletop game, and there's, like, a certain element of what we're talking about here where someone will be rude and shitty. And, like, they kind of, like, wander around the earth with this attitude problem hmm. until they play me. <laughs> but you do call people my favorite was still the time that uh the guy was having his girlfriend roll his dice oh jesus <laughs> we saw you him ask you for a game and you agreed and me and richard just like stopped what we were doing because i think we might have even been playing game but we like got we like moved across the room to sit next to your table and just had like pretended to have a conversation waiting for the explosion <laughs> yeah and just for for context like 
she did not want to roll the dice. It wasn't like they were having oh, a good so time together weird. and you were ruining it. She was clearly there because she made the dude like obligated her to come. And then so that he was trying to make her feel included by forcing her to roll all of his dice, which oh, was a weird. constant thing in the game. Like just imagine if there's a third party that's constantly on their phone, not paying attention to anything that's going on or knowing how anything works in your 40k or, or war machine or whatever game. It's like, all right, I attack your guy, you roll your dice, and then you look up, and he's like, okay, honey, I need you oh, to roll Jesus. five dice, and she's uh-huh. like, what? Uh. And, like, puts her phone down, <laughs> like, leans over, grabs a handful of dice and rolls them, doesn't I've even never look heard at what this they are, story. and they immediately picks her phone back up. He's like, all right, I have two defensive re-rolls, go ahead and re-roll those for me. She's like, ugh. And, like, was like, are you serious? What world do we live in? Like, I would have hit this dude if I was his girlfriend. Like, come on. No one wants this. Nobody involved wants this. Yeah, I find those. Those are mine. Thank you. Yeah. And so Jeremy's just like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, right to the dude's face. He's like, oh, she likes to roll the dice. He's like, uh, we're not going to do that. (laughs) Like, if you want to play me, you can roll your own fucking dice. (laughs) Dude. It's fucking great. Stupid. Oh, my God. Ugh. Like uh, truly, like so nobody, great. nobody must have ever said anything. Like it's like fine, I guess. Yeah. It's not fine. Yeah, people are people are so afraid of confrontation. They just they suffer through it once and then never interact with them again. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I what is it like seventy five percent of them you won't affect at all, and they're just like that guy was an asshole. But maybe I mean maybe there's twenty five percent that was like I never saw that exact interaction happen again. But it's probably because that guy never came back to tabletop. <laughs> so <laughs> it probably did not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You're the hero we need. <laughs> no, I'm the hero you're gonna get. You're the hero we deserve. <laughs> exactly. You, you are the hero we deserve, Jeremy. That's no, true. Thanks. <laughs> I do what I can. I like to think I'm in the right on stuff like that, when like people just like cross the line and become shitheads, and I'm just like, no. Like you you've lost all privilege of like being treated nicely. It's like I'll I'm not gonna like be actively rude to you or anything, but I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, I my I really you, have a you, hard time. Go ahead. Go. Uh, I was just gonna say Brandon does hold his tongue a lot better than I do. I mean, we've played yeah. in team tournaments and stuff together several times. I shockingly enough, I'm the one that's always about to fucking lose it on yeah. somebody. I'm not the most like bubbly person, so like when people come into the store, I make an active effort on every person to seem friendly. And so like obviously like on people I know well, like you guys, I'm not like greeting you in the same way I greet a regular person. But mm-hmm. you know, I. I was actually uh, – uh, Jeremy was around for this compliment the other day. There is one thing that I know could drive you crazy. I don't know because you do such a good job of actually controlling yourself. You, I actually want to know how much it drives you crazy when anyone talks about football around you because I know you have probably the most holistic, round vision of – professional football of any person i think i've ever met and you do a really good job of the forest for the trees and the trees like you want to see everything you you make no snap judgments you're interested in finding out more always you never just make these weird stupid claims that people make all the time that have no basis in facts right and when i'm around you and people who do that you say nothing even though you know better so much better um Uh, and i've always i've always I've yeah, always, there's... I've always been. What's the best way to put it? I've always admired 
that you can't, you never say, um, actually to anyone about football. <laughs> why would you? Okay. This is why I don't respect people that say, um, actually, because that's trying to create a conversation with someone that you clearly don't respect. So like, why would right. you do that? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it's like, you only say, well, um, actually, if you are trying to help the person learn right. and very rarely am I in that situation. And so, uh, trying to so help people it, it learn. depends. It's like a litmus test. People who talk about sports in these broad general terms, it's like, oh, well, what this team really needs to do is this. It's like, okay, well, the fact that you, a casual sports fan, thinks that you know more than the people that have dedicated 40 years of their life to this exact situation is interesting. You know, take that drink salt right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, moving on, though, uh, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> and so... Yeah. I, uh, it's, but there's like the people that like point out the super obvious stuff just because they want to regurgitate basis, basic facts that make themselves feel good is like one thing. And then there's the people that are just fucking wrong and they just have no idea what they're talking about. Those people annoy me. Mm-hmm. The people are just doing the general terms. Like, I just view that as like the, hey, how you doing comments? Like, they're just trying to start a conversation. Sure. I'm not talking so about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, so there's a certain person that mm-hmm. I could point out at the store that, that has these just blankly wrong term, like understanding of how things work. And mm-hmm. yeah, every time they speak to me, it's just like nails on a chalkboard. But what I'm saying is the restraint you show, because this is something that I struggle with is if I, if I know something, if I feel super confident, I try to not, I'm actually, but I, I love educating. Like I love telling people and teaching people. And so I want to just help them understand more. And I know that definitely comes off as I'm actually sometimes when I do that. Um, Yeah, but when it comes to some people, like, there's the people that don't want to learn, right? Right. And it's just, uh, like, let's say, not to rail on anyone specific, Ed. You know Ed very well. Uh, You can only, like, reverberate facts off of Ed so many times and have them bounce back at your face Mm -hmm. that, to, to be like, okay, this is a waste of time. And so, like, those people are, are – like, you just have to get to the point where you ignore them, which is why I'm usually pretty quiet. Because yeah. if I engage, the conversation will just last longer. Right. That's true. I guess that is another thing, which is you just wanted to go away. And it, it goes yeah, away I, much I, faster. Yeah, I feel like I've happen. mastered the art of when to I – mean, and this is my point of view, but when when to respond that will seem polite and, like, you know, reciprocating, that, but also not try to prolong the conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's while I'll be in a room with like another employee and they'll engage with somebody who's clearly just there because they're craving social interaction. And it's just they'll start talking and then they're like, we'll get down like the RPG road where it's just like they start telling you everything that happened their last RPG campaign or that lasted six years. I'm just like, stop engaging, (laughs) like screaming (laughs) with my telepath voice. Stop engaging. This will take six hours. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, that's that's a problem. I almost drank all my water. I'm going to have to get more water now. How about we just do an entire episode of pre-ramble? We don't even need to do topics, right? That'll be fine. I, I think people will really enjoy that. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be the best. Yeah. Nobody will complain at all. I actually wonder how many people listen to the end credits and then stop. I don't know. It seems like everyone that mentions things, and I mean, these are mostly our friends, but they always mention shit that's in the pre-ramble, never really anything that's in the meat of it. Yeah. Because I think that the like the dumb, honest opinions about life are a lot like everyone else's. It's just kind of nice to hear it rambled on about, you know. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna grab some more water and we'll get started. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it, Sibo.
do it very slowly. Oh my god. True lies. You know that line? True lies, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. You ain't get like if it's a movie that came out in the nineties, dude. I, I I have that. Don't you yeah. worry about it. Man, that that's that's a that's a tiny line. I I respect it you. Was, you had... <laughs> yep. It's Arnold's little recorder when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is dancing. Uh huh. Yeah, that gave me feels. I don't know what was going on right there. I mean, that's Jamie Lee Curtis, but god damn. What were you screaming about as soon as I walked away? <laughs> well, thanks. What, what, I, did, I used a line from a movie that he knew instantly. Brought us back. True Lies. It was a line from True Lines. My buddy True worked in... True Lines? True Lies. It was a line from mm-hmm. True Lies. I think I said lines a, twice. My buddy worked in a movie theater, and I also worked in a movie theater, and the one he worked at was showing that. Back in the day when movie theaters had movies that uh, were different because of location. You remember those days? Uh-huh. Like, no. when no. it was like X number of miles, they couldn't have the same movie as another theater. Like, that's the way it used to be. You couldn't mm-hmm. rent movies that the other theaters had. So we went out to one that he worked at, and we watched True Lies with a bunch of friends and stuff. Like a theater. Yeah. Not like... Movie theater, yeah. So, like, for example, Endgame is out, yep. and you'd have to, like, we'd have to drive to Cinemark, but not, like, AMC. Yeah, so the way this used to work, and... That's I, fucking I thought, Yeah, I thought everyone kind of knew this, but maybe they don't. So, the way it used to work... So, is, I didn't go to movies in, like, 1984. Okay, well, you would rent they, the movie theaters would rent movies, and they would only have X number. And say uh, Paramount was like, I don't show movies at movie theaters within twenty miles of each other, so they would not rent those to them because they just leased them. You leased reels, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah, you'd have to go. You'd have to find the theater that it was at, and that's what was cool. I remember like, Movie Phone. Movie Phone, yeah. Movie, I remember movie phone. We were talking about how yeah. they like like most people nowadays don't know what the fuck movie phone is. Uh-uh. I I never laughed. I don't think I ever laughed harder. Well, no, Always Sunny's got me. I think a couple times, but mm-hmm. before Always Sunny, my previous best joke on anything ever was the time that it, the Seinfeld episode where Kramer's Kramer gets a new number and it's accidentally movie phone's number. And so oh my rather, God. Than, rather than it was telling, one number off, it right, was one number off. Right. So people called them by accident. And so, but rather than telling people that he wasn't movie phone, he just would pick up the, the newspaper and, and, and pretend to he be movie phone. Him. And so he goes, hey, no, he goes, hello and welcome to movie phone. Please dial in the first three digits of the, oh of the movie God. you'd like to see. And so they went, doot, doot, doot. Uh, maybe you just like to tell me the name of the movie. <laughs> he realized immediately he couldn't do it because he. Was... Oh my god! He's not a computer. <laughs> He's not a computer. Uh, but he just. Now, I've, to be you know, I've never thought about like I. I memorize a lot of random things that I think are convenient. Like I memorize my credit card number and expiration date and code, so that way I don't need my physical card to make a purchase. Mm-hmm. And so, like little stuff like that, I'll memorize. And so, it's like I memorize all kinds of weird shit. I've never thought about trying to memorize the tones mm-hmm. because mm. why would you need to know them? Yeah. <laughs> but... That's interesting. Yeah. That was a, that was a phenomenal episode. Like, everything That's about funny. that was perfect. All right, Parker, you're on the end of season four of Sunny now. Is that right? Mm, yes. I actually haven't got to watch since we talked last, but pretty sure. So now that you're like, you know, about one, 
fifth of the way through the show. Yeah. <laughs> to a solid 20%. It's... Uh, would you recommend watching Always Sunny to our guests? Oh, gosh. Anyone who has not watched Always Sunny... Actually, I, I will say this. You should watch Always Sunny... Um, I don't, what, what season would you suggest? I feel like you don't... Well, everyone says start on two and then go back and watch one. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, think I, I personally... I think they're all amazing. Yeah. And so just understand. So I, Parks and Rec is very similar. You don't really get the jokes in the first season. Don't. Because yeah. you don't understand the characters. And so also, you don't know why stuff's funny. Also, the show is the show was mishandled during season one because of a bunch of outside things outside of their control. Like Amy Poehler's pregnancy and a bunch of other stuff happened that was really sure, weird. Yeah. And so it was. So the, and like the actors are still feeling out the roles. Yeah, and everything. yeah, they were they, they were and, adding actors like into the mm-hmm. because they didn't even know they were going to like them. Like they were that they were they were writing it while they were mm-hmm. while they were shooting the show. They were writing the show. It was right, but this was this always sunny is a one of a kind uh, TV experience. I've never seen a yeah. show like Always Sunny. It's a one of a kind thing. They borrow things. That you might like, like Seinfeld. They borrow some mm-hmm. of that, like the the story comes apart and it comes back together at the end. They borrow some of that. They borrow, um, uh, what's uh, what's <sighs> there was a show I would maybe think of it because they're every every character is very single mindedly focused on money, right? Um, and that's mm-hmm. just everybody's motivation. Get rich quick is their motivation. I was trying to think there was a show where there was a similar kind of thing where every character was just motivated by the same thing. Um, Arrested Development. I mean, I said, maybe I know their their motivation is really wild. I love, I love that this this show doesn't feel like any other uh, comedy ever. It doesn't feel like any show ever. However, there is one thing about the show that I think could automatically just make people have a really bitter taste in people's mouth, and that is they show like the worst parts of humanity, and. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is literally there are parts of every one of us that are in that show and mm-hmm. we don't like to see it, I think. I think there are people that would love to go la 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 la. No one can be like this because they they it, they feel like it's it, it, it reflects on them somehow, um, reflects on mm-hmm. humanity somehow. I don't think my wife could watch the show, for example, because so many of the characters are sexually liberated. And I think that she would just be turned off. By, I, I think she would just be turned off by that. I think she just wouldn't be able to handle how much so many of the characters have sex. It's so constant. And, and, <laughs> and yeah, I, I think, do. I don't turn know that they have sex constantly, but they have sex with some unlikely partners. I will say that. But, but, and the thing about it is every episode, that, that's what, yeah. that's what's funny. She loves friends, but Joey, None of Joey's promiscuity is ever on a, on a screen, right? Because it's all like the like the the what's the best way to say it? It's like the light hearted version of everything. Yes, as where Sunny intentionally goes the opposite, right? Where it's like we're going to show you the darkest, most jagged, like realistic parts of like the human soul that you don't want to see, uh, for, for, and then yeah, and then put it all in satire. For, yeah, for example, the episode where. Uh, they're all trying to manipulate each other with sexual acts. They're all trying mm. to get worse and worse and worse and purposely trying to get back at each other by using sexual acts. Like, mm. that is so different than an episode of Friends where, mm. to, you know, will they, won't they? Like, tee hee. Like, Joey and had like, sex. I'm going to bang your mom just to make you upset. Right. <laughs> and, then it, and then it happens and somebody else finds out and then they want to bang somebody else they care about. And, like, and then that happens and it all escalates. Like, it's <laughs> wonderful. The writing is amazing. In that episode, 
there's a recurring joke where one of the characters looks at the other character and says, yeah, yeah, you could kill him or you could do this. And the next, the worst thing is sleep with somebody they care about. Right. And they, and that, mm-hmm. that, that some character says that to another character, every time this cycle repeats, it's yeah. wonderful. It's hilarious. It's writing comedy gold. However, you've got to be able to be okay with this dark mirror of, humanity you gotta, you gotta be like mm-hmm. okay with that uh, it's all in cr- incredible levity incredible brevity uh, and so some people might think that's kind of i think that's the part that would actually bother my wife is that uh, the show just kind of runs over things like that like it's no big deal um but it also <laughs> you know it shows it shows the dumpster rocking back and forth that you know people are having sex in you know so because yeah. it's it's funny right but but it only shows it for a couple seconds and then it moves on to the next scene as if that never mattered. And it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't really, and that's the point is it's trying to make is all these terrible things that the characters do this horrible part of humanity. Does it really matter? No, it's probably just kind of funny. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's wonderful, but you the have end to of that, that episode actually ends. If it's the one I'm thinking, it actually ends on a very serious, somber moment. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's the best show ever. Uh, so the the reason I think the first season didn't really get going is like first of all they didn't have the full cast yet like Danny DeVito hadn't joined and uh, but it's also like it's made by amateurs like the mm-hmm. the three guys are like the production company basically they had never done anything before and they just started writing a show. <coughs> I have never seen another thing. If you, I will also say this in terms of like I love strange art. Like I love strange art things that come from a strange place or an or an, an odd uh, motivation. And I love the idea. I love the idea that a show that has so many season that is so strong, so constantly was created by just a few people with like a wing and a prayer, right? Just like a wing and a prayer. You know, I bet we could make a really good comedy show about how weird and depraved this place we come from is. And, and they're just, and they're so sure of it and, and they don't let go they just bite down and they never let go and now it's you know it's a show people know the world over it's a, i love that as a concept um you know i i don't give a shit about tony danza's fifth show you know i don't give a shit because i everybody recognizes tony danza so they put him in a show i don't care about tim allen's 80th show i don't care because they people recognize tony danza so they put him in a show i love the idea that this is a this you mean that, that they're only there because they're famous and not because they're like talented or make it right, better. Right. Mm. Um, it's like, look, we made this new show. Add add famous actors and, that will get right. get views. It's all cans. It's all canned everything. Mm. Right. It's it's the same formula over and over again. And even those guys, their big breaks also happened on canned shows. Like it's all mm. th- those shows were all canned shows. Also, none of them were none of those yeah. broke shows broke ground. They just happened to take off because maybe some chemistry on set, maybe a couple of writers that were strong, um, just right place, right time for the demographics they were targeting and the time slot they had, that kind of shit. But I love that. I love that this show was just kind of this. At no point were were the were the anything stacked in their favor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was, it was never. No one would ever have bet on them until it was until it was uh, uh, you know a part of the zeitgeist. And all of a sudden everybody goes, well, of course you can keep making those because everybody will watch it. But I, nobody ever bet on them. And I love that kind of story. I think zeitgeist is the guy who spits acid, right? <laughs> yeah. From Deadpool. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's going to be the segue back to Marvel Crisis Protocol. Mm-hmm. Done. We did it. All right. Uh, we better start doing this before we actually do an entire episode of Free Ramble. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Where is good? Who is good? Why is good? Uh, so we are almost over time at this point because uh, we had such a long pre-ramble. Yeah, I, I'm actually, uh, I'm not going to lie. I am fading super hard. You don't notice I stood up like 30 minutes ago because I, I would have fallen asleep. I did not to get a avoid, lot of sleep. avoid face planning and yeah. earning another 100 probationary episodes. Yeah. With which, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to win those back in my awesome betting prowess. Yeah, because you're, you're awesome betting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has, have you won a bet yet? I honestly don't yeah. remember. I think I've which won. Which one did you win? We should keep a record of the ones I won, I guess. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know if they make paper that small. It was, you were very begrudging about it. I remember you tried to like strike it from the record. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, I can't remember what it is now. I think it was like there would be a Hydra affiliation. Maybe it was something like that. It was something like that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, on the good news front, um, things are moving towards the new house. So I'll good. be back in Kansas City in the vague future. Uh, we are planning uh, the game room now, so there's going to be the gaming room, and there's going to be a hobby room. The gaming room is going to be in the detached garage, which is like 26 by 20, and it's uh, finished, basically. It's not finished, but it's like fully insulated. We're going to put a mini split in it, so it'll be air-conditioned and everything. Um, and then the game room is going to be the smallest bedroom, or the, the hobby room. And we're going to install, our plan right now is a um, an island coming off the wall. That's like four feet wide and like eight feet long. And then uh, the computer desk will be on the portion of it against the wall. And then the rest of it will be just open hobby space that you can put chairs around. Mm-hmm. So where is D&D happening? In the game room? or the... D&D will be in the garage. Okay. And you're sure we're not going to be, it's not going to be like 92 degrees or 17 degrees in there? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I, I used to sell HVAC equipment and Max still sells HVAC equipment. Okay. We're going to bake it the right size. Cool. Perfect. I am not, I, I, I am super, I'm not super picky about it, honestly, if it was, mm. but. It will actually probably end up being the, uh, watch the game area as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll have a couch out there and then it'll be the TV against the back wall of the garage. And then the game table will be on the back side of the couch. And then, you know, the garage door will open and we could also put another, if it's nice out, there's a patio outside the garage in between the house and the garage because the garage is behind the house. There you go. And we'll just, and there's actually like a sun room right there too. It's like Mm -hmm. an enclosed greenhouse. And so we can either have like a barbecue or something out there while we're, you know, doing stuff. No, it's going to be pretty sweet. We're like two months away. I'm excited. Which means I get to start planning a move now. Again. So great. Do you, did you, how much stuff were you able to keep knowing that it was going to happen soon? What do you mean? How much, how much stuff did you just like keep in boxes? Didn't, didn't, I didn't super unpack, but like the, we, um, we moved with totes and, uh, a lot of the totes, uh, I bought for the store because the store needed totes. Mm -hmm. So I just used them during the move and then gave them back to the store. And so the vast majority of stuff got unpacked basically. But, um, so what I need to do is there's, I need to pare everything down. Like I threw out a bunch of stuff when we moved last time, but we were moving in such a rapid pace that I didn't get to go through stuff as much as I wanted to be like, I don't need this anymore. Throw mm-hmm. it away. 
And so I could probably throw away 30% of what I own right now and be fine. And so that's the plan is over the next month, basically, after, you know, LVO and playoffs are done, is I'll start doing that on my days off and get everything packed and ready to go. And then because um, Alex is already living there now, uh, it's just still being remodeled. And uh, so he's there. And so, like, but the, and the garage is open for storage. So I'm basically going to start packing stuff. Then when I drive down for work, I'll just drop it off before work and then head to work and then come back. And then, so, like, I won't have a big move day other than just, like, my furniture. It'll just be everything else will just already be down there. Nice. And we'll see how well that goes. I'm sure everything will go exactly as planned. Uh, I know this is, this is a distinct left turn, but I just got a notification that I think I think you guys will care about. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we talked, it was several podcasts ago, about Kanye West and oh how, how absolutely ridiculous. Have you heard the latest thing? No. Uh, um... I he, I've heard that he prefers yay. <laughs> so, uh, Kanye West, uh, his lawyers, his entire legal team, could not get a hold of him. Like he just refused to take any of their emails or calls or anything. And so they notified him that they're no longer his legal counsel via newspaper ads that they thought he would read. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> they had to notify him somehow. Like they had to, but they could not get a hold of him in any way. And he was ducking them so hard. Eventually, they just they just started like putting up ads. <laughs> could you imagine seeing like a banner ad on a website pop up that says, you know, you know, Brandon Shirley, we're no longer representing you. <laughs> you clicked on it and it was like, this is not a joke. <laughs> That's hilarious. This is the only way we could contact you. Is he in trouble for anything who... particular right now? Oh, I, th- um, I think he's being he's sued. He's just public outrage. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's people being... don't like him. It's all prim- turns out being overtly racist and discriminatory is bad. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's breaking any laws. I don't think, but it's a lot yeah. of like private, you know, uh, yeah. tort stuff. Yeah, crazy. That dude crazy. Uh, what time are we going to the game, Brandon? Um, I heard that the it's supposed the gate's supposed to open at eleven. Yep, that's what it said. So I would imagine we should meet up at like ten thirty. Um, so I've got my boys. I went ahead and bought a parking pass so I can meet there. I just wanted to know See. when we're going to meet. That way I can... Oh, right. Cause there's going to be more of us. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I didn't want that to be a struggle or any sort of weird shit. So I just got a yeah, pass. Um, yeah. I, I, so, but you're going to go in normal time with us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically I would say meet us at the, uh, the Illuminati museum at like 10 45 is the plan currently okay um we should plan food what do you want to do for food um dude i don't even know it's supposed to be reasonably nice outside and we're gonna be there for a long time so we'll definitely need food yeah it's the right time for food too um just want to do burgers again i mean i don't know i i personally always like burgers but i just figure people get tired of burgers i mean i can get um like burgers and brats, if that's what we want. And never, you good. guys all get the rest of it. Yeah, I'll bring, we'll get everything else if you're bringing the food. Yeah, I'll just do the burgers and brats and you guys get sides or what other shit. Yep, just, yeah. we'll get that. Cool. Um, Parker, Parker yeah. you're going to miss a killer game. Yeah. <laughs> guys, I'm not going to lie. I almost just, uh, I don't know if you saw how quiet I got. I almost fell asleep. Oh, shit. Uh, now, if you had just collapsed and hit your head on the desk, I don't know if I would ever, ever stop laughing. I don't actually, I don't think I've ever fallen over asleep, but I have been asleep on my feet before and caught myself. But I yeah. don't think, to my knowledge, I've never fallen down. 
the fall reflex is uh, quite powerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Thank God, though, up. right? Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine if we had never evolved to have the fall reflex. We were, and, like, we, people just I don't collapse think we'd, think we'd be right. here talking on this podcast. I think we've definitely, yeah, exactly. we've definitely been eaten by something by now. Uh, fun little anecdote before we log off. So um, I don't know if other people are aware, but Kansas City has the best internet in the world because we have Google Fiber. Uh, we were the first place ever to have gigabit internet, and we now have two gigabit service. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if you understand what two gigabit service is. Like, it's so irrelevantly fast, because yeah. the, the servers you're connecting to and your computer cannot process the speed. Like, they like to, to get a motherboard that can process two gigabyte speed, like, it's a completely different format. Like, it just doesn't, you're like, it's like plugging, like like a gas engine into like i don't know like like a fucking nuclear reactor it's like what are you doing stop yeah. like you shouldn't be doing this yeah uh so i set up google internet at the new place i check online it's like you're eligible for google internet but you don't currently have google internet i was like okay send someone out to install it so they come out and they go oh well there's never been service run to the house before so we have to send a guy out to run the the fiber cable from the pole to the house so i can't do that and so he leaves and the guy comes back the next day and runs the wire to the house. And then he tells us at the end of that, I can't tell the guy to come back out and put it in the box. You have to call and ask for another appointment. I'm like, well, I know that's not true, but you probably just don't want to fuck with it. And I understand that. So I, I messaged them like, hey, come out and do it. So they come out and do it again. Guy puts the new box in, leaves. My new roommate, Alex, is in the basement looking to plug into the box, plugs into the box, no internet. And we're like, well, that's annoying. And he goes, wait. There's another box on the other side of the basement. <laughs> so he walks over. And they had just run two separate lines to the house. <laughs> just, the guy didn't look. The guy didn't look good enough and thought that there had never been service run. And so they just ran a second fiber line to the house. Oh my, oh my gosh! And so now we have two boxes. Wow. I don't know if that's good or bad, but and so part of me is like, well, maybe that's just an older device, and they mm-hmm. because they now have two gigabyte service, maybe they need to run a, like a more robust cable Mm -hmm. that would allow them to do two gigabit service if we wanted it even though we were only signed up for one and so maybe they had to put in a new one and they just didn't say anything but it it seems like they fucked up Mm -hmm. anyway one of the one of the things i will say this if anybody ever gets a chance to do anything with google internet man their customer service is amazing anytime i've had no no trouble yeah anytime i've ever called them they pick up and then i say things like uh my kids decided to dump water onto the Google box. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll just send them a new one over. I was like, oh, okay, cool. How much do they cost? You know, just want to know how much. She goes, oh, they like, don't cost anything. We'll just replace it. I was like, okay, so like, does it does the service cost anything? Go, nope. When would you like it done? Like, we can do it tomorrow. I'm like, uh, it's like, yeah. When do you want us to come to your house with the new device? And yeah. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, do I have to take a day off work? It's like, no, we can like come by any time, like yeah. nine PM. And you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, my previous place, we we canceled uh, our service because we we're moving. And like, yeah, come drop off the modem, or we'll charge you two hundred dollars. I'm like, these aren't free. Yeah. Like what? This <laughs> is like these cost money. And so yeah, like there's installation, sir. Everything costs zero. You just pay your monthly fee. There's no fees. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. Anyway, move to Kansas City and use Google Internet. If you don't awesome. have some, get some, is what we're saying. Get, get Google some. Internet. It's fucking great. You also, they also just will give you cable for like $30 a month if you have their service. Like, it's fucking crazy. You also have phone. Like, it's like the whole package. All right. We got to get out of here. We're already yeah. over. Um, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Later. Goodbye now.